11 o'clock comics episode 126 <laughs> anybody have a uh, number 126 comic picked out this week we should oh you know back when you i think it was 121 when you said uh what is our favorite you know 120. You know what 121 is in Amazing Spider-Man? The turning point issue. Where Spider-Man's swinging into the cover and all yeah, the... Oh, that's a great cover. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we should start having some classic issues in these, these numbers. 120 up there. I know. It's awesome. Isn't 126 the jackal? I think Spider-Man's chained yeah, up and yeah, they're throwing one, him off the... One, one, yeah, 129 is, is probably true. That cover's classic. <laughs> it is. It's classic. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. <laughs> Word. What? What? I'm just so happy to all be back together. Um, it yeah. was like a big family reunion. It was devastating last week when we tried to hook up really and, and we couldn't so catch. That, that yep. Plus, I feel like such an imbecile because I was complaining about it the next morning to the people I was in California meeting with. I love that. I run a venture capital firm. So the one dude just looks at me and he's like, why didn't you just do it on your cell phone using Skype? And I was like, I am an imbecile. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even think about the fact that I have, I, I can have black, black Skype on my BlackBerry. You know, I'm more concerned with you talking to venture capitalists about <laughs> being on a comic book podcast. <laughs> that is kind of funny. That's well, they beautiful. Have three million of our dollars, so they're not really going to complain. That's real. Oh. You're you're real, Jason. There's reels. Jason's reels. Hey, everybody. I see we talk a little more, a little vamp, a little more, because I think the intro is kind of long. Is it? Yeah. We got some Zappa. I don't know, no, 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 no. Got something for got something for my boy Julian. Nice. Julian requested it, um, and I comply. Well, you know, Vince, I was it's uh, a Judd band or something, right? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I was uh, I was recording last Emmett night. Emmett Otter. With, uh, with um, Sean Pryor on yeah. his show. Oh, PKD okay. Media. PKD. Yeah, PKD Media, the Black Box, and <clears throat> he has great intros and outros. It's all hip hop, and we were talking a bit about how. He's 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 always listening to our show, waiting for the the rare moment when you surprise him with the hip hop. And he said that uh, his heart just burst over, was overjoyed when you uh, when you did the uh, the Busta Rhymes got you all on check intro. Ah, uh, I love Busta, but anyway, I think he will be pleased maybe with this intro. I, I wouldn't call it hip hop. More stay in the time. No, it's techno played by robots. But okay, of course it is. Yeah, sure. it's a little Daft Punk for for Julian. Oh, I love Daft Punk. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Bringing the funk. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hi. Hey. It's, yeah. It's 11 o'clock comics. I'm Vince B. Yes, you are. And I'm Christopher Neesman. You sure is. I'm David Price. And I'm Jacob Kurtzberg. <laughs> oh, I wish you were. <laughs> that would be so nice. Best like the size of Jacob Kurtzberg's like middle finger. Is it why is Vince humping Jason's leg? I don't get that. <laughs> I did that just for you, Vince. Thank just you. you. No, uh, you're uh, not Jack Kirby. You're not. No, I'm not. You you are Jason Wood. Back again. We fished him out of the ether to be with <laughs> us. Back, baby. Back, Back better than ever. Yeah. I'm getting like Chris. I'm like I'm I'm off a lot of episodes these days. No, you're not getting like Chris. <laughs> and uh and, no, and no, Jason's no. return has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com, where you can get your favorite funny books at 
unimaginable discounts. Really big. Galacticized discounts. 35 to 75% off your favorite funny books. It's crazy. Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, Image. Um, I think they even spread that over to a little bit um, to the other publishers, too, where they start at like 40%. It's nuts. And then it just keeps climbing and climbing and climbing. And if you are a first-time DCBS customer, you can enter the following code in your nice lubricated slot. EOC8. That's the discount. What was it, David? EOC8. Oh, yes. Put that in the, the slot, and you will be rewarded with an explosion of 8% extra on top of your already big discount. It's crazy. DC got, my, got my box today. Oh, it's always a wonderful day when you get that box, isn't it? Yeah. It's been three weeks. I've been doing, I do the uh, the uh, twice a month, or the, the yeah, mm-hmm. the twice a month, and it's one of them damn five, five, five weeks, yeah. months. So it's been three weeks without a DCBS box. That's cool. You get yours on Thursday, huh? I get mine on Friday. Well, yeah, Jealous. well, I mean, I've, I'm like four hours Away from Fort Wayne, so true. They got they got to go a little bit farther for you. True. They could bring it to your house. Bring it, literally. Bring it. They do. Yeah. They do bring, bring it twice a month. Nice. <sighs> what are we drinking? Oh yeah, thanks. Sorry, I was I was just I was I was admiring some of the things from my yeah. DCBS box, which we'll we'll talk about the uh, the Conan the newspaper strips volume one a little bit later. Ooh, it's so pretty. Um, yes, uh, drink roll call. I tell you what, Jason, since um, since we didn't have your presence here last week, why don't you lead us off? Nice. Um, I am well. I'm too. I'm double fisting because I'm drinking something now that I won't be drinking after it's done in a few minutes, and that is a uh, port. It's a 2007 Martinez vintage port. Uh, it's from Portugal. Uh, it uh, I love dessert wine. Uh, little known Woodrow fact. And my wife was kind enough to, when she went to the wine store last week, ask the sommelier uh, for some good dessert wines. And so she brought me home a couple new bottles to try. So uh, much love to my wife. And then after that, I'll be drinking some Yingling Light. There you go. All right, nothing like a nice a nice port to sit down and relax with. I can I can definitely wrap my head around that. That's awesome, uh, Mister Price. What are you sipping on? Uh, Pinot Noir from France goes by the name of Bistro. All right, he was Great. a member of the New Teen Titans. The Bistro. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't get his arms ripped off by Superboy. No, unfortunately, I like Gar. Gar's great. Gar is great. Yes. He is. Yeah. I read some uh, Titans for this week, actually. Did you? Yeah. Back, but, back in time? I, you know what, David? It's amazing that you would say that. Yes, I did go back in time. Back in time? Yes. <laughs> what, <laughs> what am I drinking, Mr. Neesman? Yes, what are you drinking? I'm two-fisting. Uh, <laughs> Yingling Black and Tan and mm-hmm. Yingling Lager. Okay. Yeah, keeping a yingling thing going here. Jason got the light. Go. I got the. I know it's like it's eleven o'clock. Comics brought to you by DCBS and Yingling. How great uh, would that be? Oh. I think I think last week I had a New Holland brewing beer. I think was it the? Uh, the did I have the? Was it the Dragon's Milk last week? Maybe I think, I I think it may have been. Um, I'm I'm going another New Holland Brewing. Uh, they're in Holland, Michigan, by the way, right there on the lake. Beautiful little Dutch community. And uh, uh, I'm also staying with a darker beer this week. It is their The Poet. It is their Oatmeal Stout. 
and as uh, as reads on the label, oats bring a creaminess and soft mouthfeel to rich, oh, roasty no. malt character. Pairings uh, include mushrooms, beef, um, uh, blooming soft ripened cheeses, and chocolate. And this is 5.2% alcohol by volume. And um, I don't know if you guys have ever had an oatmeal stout, but it is uh, uh, wonderfully um, just creamy potent stout as we're kind of getting into fall and getting into some uh you know the the darker uh darker beer weather before i i get back into into whiskey weather which uh we always have fun whenever i'm on the whiskey right yeah we do <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah uh yeah. but yeah no, the, the poet mm-hmm. oh, so so anyway the poet uh oatmeal stout from new holland brewery even though it says mouthfeel actually on the bottle that that's mm-hmm. that's not good it has a very nice mouth. It's very creamy. Um, well, given our sleeping arrangements for New York Comic Con, Chris, you're going to have some nice mouth feel that night. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, rule number one, I don't wake up with anyone's balls in my face. And what did Jason and I say? We can't, we can't make any promises. Nope. Yeah, hey, we are, we are um, well within uh, a month. Yeah. Yeah, less than a month, baby. That's you right. Know, I was checking the uh, local concert schedule, and I had made a point of taking a certain day and xing it off on my calendar because I really wanted to go see Slayer and uh, and Megadeth yeah. and Anthrax. Come on! Oh, wow! And, and, uh, Show me now. No, what it's the back it, in time. It's the eighth. Oh, oh yeah, shit! Yeah, so I, no, it's actually the ninth. I'm sorry, so I'm screwed. But that's yeah. okay. I would sacrifice a good old Slayer show for you guys. Nice. That's my boy. Good thing. Good news. Good. Yep. Ain't for us. You're sacrificing it for the quarter bins. Come on. Oh please. That, what about that new leaf? You will not see me uh, trolling through the quarter bins all that much. It's I'll be at least seventy texts. Oh wait. So no. You know what? Last year Comic Con, which is about a year and a half ago, is when Vince turned over his new leaf. Yeah. Thanks to uh, everybody who would, who prompted me to. Hey, let's. Let's do con stuff instead of looking for the crap. And and I did, and I had a great time. I want to finish my spawn run. I need 15 more issues. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't care what we do. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Hey, uh, mm-hmm. b- before, we, um, before we dive into the comics, I'm sure everyone's bursting at the seams, right. uh, you guys mind if I give a few shout-outs to some of our fellow podcasters? Bring it. Sure. Cool. Okay, so uh, first I want to give a shout-out, uh, and this happened two weeks ago, but I unfortunately wasn't on the show last week, as everybody knows. Uh, wanted to give a congrats to our buddies at uh, iFanboy, Ron, Connor, and Josh, who just had their 250th episode a week wow. ago. Yay. So, yeah, big big doings there. Um, they got a couple, years, a couple years on us. We're like half of them. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I then wanted to give a shout-out to um, our buddies at Sidebar. Uh, and, you know, I've talked about them before. Um, Swain. Swain. Yep, Swain, Dwight, and uh, and Adrian, who actually has been on our forums quite a bit as uh, Ian Azuma Tiger. Um, they do an awesome podcast where they really, I think, I've likened them to the the the, the word balloon for artists. They they uh, they, they do a very in depth uh, interview with 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 artists. Um, but without, what was without awesome the annoying that, host. Oh, <laughs> just kidding, John. I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway. Love you, John. Yeah, love you, John. Uh, anyway, um, their most recent episode, though, uh, which came out on September 11th, uh, episode 134, uh, was just them pulling at us. They just were sitting around shooting the shit, and uh, and it was awesome. They they kept it real. They started off talking about um, the name of the episode. They entitled it Free Pass because they were talking about classic artists who are so good for so long that 
we feel compelled to give them a free pass when some of their more recent stuff kind of sucks. And rather than condemn it, we just kind of say, oh, you know, it's good to see them doing work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it evolves from there. They, they, they go on to talk about uh, original art and commissions and why they don't really get commissions and some of the, the, the rip-off stories they've heard about commissions. And, uh, really? Uh, yeah, and then they, they – it's great. It's a really, really – keep it real. It's great. I mean, I, I love those guys, and, and it's, it was nice to see them step out of their uh, their comfort zone and do an unscripted show um, for, for uh, a change, although I love their scripted stuff. Uh, and then the last guys I want to shout out are um, I had mentioned in the intro, so it may get covered up by Vince's musical interludes. Probably. Uh, I recorded last night with Sean Pryor, uh, aka uh, Stan Leroy, um, for his show, the uh, PKD uh, Black Box, and we talked about the uh, Mobile Armored Strike Command, the uh, '80s classic cartoon. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so that'll be in a few weeks, but I wanted to give a shout-out because um, his last two episodes were uh, co-mingled with other friends of ours, uh, the Matinee Idols, which are uh, Joey Alicio, Alec Barry, and uh, and uh, Templar, Matt Burden, and, uh, and their fourth host. Um, uh, his name escapes me. Uh, sorry, I can't remember Abu. his name. No, 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 no. It's, uh, it's another uh, another Brit that... Uh, oh, anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, but, but, the, but the point is, is, is uh, they... they they were on uh, Sean's show the last two weeks. Um, first, Burden was on talking about uh, their their favorite '80s action flicks. Ooh. And uh, other than leaving out Remo Williams, it was an awesome episode. Wow! Uh, and, then, and then this week, he has Alec Alec and Joey on to talk about just the movie industry in general, and it's a really good conversation. So um, they are obviously all good friends of ours and frequent members of our forum. So I wanted to give both of those They're guys family. a family. They're family. Yeah, so, yeah. So, uh, that's right. So I, love that. I love that Matt Burden. One of these days, we're going to get pissed drunk. It's going to be awesome. Absolutely. You know, one of these days, he's going to realize how goddamn talented he is, and he's going to start charging for it. No shit. Yeah. Well, I'm he's, telling you, Matinee Idols, man, he, they, they do a nice yep. job on it. I mean, if you want to listen to Movie Talk, they, they do a real nice job. I mean, they, that's another show that I think just kind of started because they just felt like talking together, and uh, it's evolved quite a, into quite a, a pretty professional-sounding show. So. Yeah. Um, Tip my cap to them on that. Nice, Matt. Speaking of Matt, he sent me a little, a uh, little present all the way from England. Um, he uh, he found, I think, at like a secondhand shop, uh, the Judge Dredd collection, and uh, and it's a uh, uh, landscape uh, Judge Dredd, you know, two thousand AD comics, and oh. uh, flipping through that, and it's 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 awesome. To, so, to so that end, you. to that mm-hmm. end, to any of our British listeners. If any of you come across, and I mean inexpensively, I don't want you to go out and spend a ridiculous amount of money, but if any of you do come across or have and wouldn't mind lending them, I would love it. I found out from Sean Pryor during the episode last night that there was a 70 or 80 issue run of Mask Comics in the UK. Oh, really? And I would love to read a few issues. You bust my balls for a lot less than that, man. Yeah. What do you mean? You Mask, Really? Dude, it was the, the three the, the three issue DC series is enough for you. It it was the shit. I'll give you that. <laughs> Tracker baby, <laughs> God love you. Oh, it was it's classic. Cheesy. Yeah, absolutely. It was classic. We'll get into that later. Can we, yeah. can we let's let's start talking comics because we don't want to be accused of uh, all fluff. No, uh, you know, no, no mm-hmm. content. Who has been bringing the love for the Hulk books for a long time on the show? Who? Uh, uh, me. Me. No, Definitely. that was it's me. It's been me. Okay, it, they can go it's back. Vince. It's always can, been Vince. Yes, they can go back and and look at the archives and see how many times I've talked about the Hulk books and the enthusiasm with which I, I talked about them. But 
There's that butt, that that nasty niggling butt. This Dark Sun storyline that's going on now. I, I'm not accusing anyone of dropping the ball. Okay, I, I like Greg Pak and Scott Reed and and Rainey and and uh, Scott Reed. Oh, who's that? And he's co-writing it with uh, Greg. I oh, never heard of him. Well, remember the whole. Uh, focus of uh, the last couple storylines was Scar was pissed off, the child felt alienated and alone and neglected and he hated daddy and he wanted revenge and he came to Earth? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what Dark Sun is. Only with, with Hero Kala this time. Uh, okay. Which, yeah, which kind of kills me because I think the revelation that uh, Kyra or Kyra or whatever, however you pronounce it, was pregnant, that was very cool. And very poignant, but when they said after a while, "Oh, wait a minute, it was twins," right? Kind of a downer. Uh, kind of a, a let's. Oh, David, did I spoil something for you? No, 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 no. No, not. did I? No, no, I, I listened. Just, I didn't know that no. either. But well, well, for those who who have read Planet Hulk, when the ship went bada boom and yeah. Kyra and Kyra died, yeah, uh, she was carrying twins. Uh, initially it was just scar but right. la- later later as the uh the scar title changed over it was revealed that no it was in fact twins and uh scar has a lot of daddy's power and a lot of the old strong power mm-hmm. but hirokala is basically all his mother he he can commune with with uh geology and and do the like the the old strong power so he's dragging Jarella's world to Earth. That boy is our last hope. Um, no, there is another. Yeah, so and it's just like classic to me. It, it, it's a cool concept, but we've we've seen this. We've seen this with Scar. Why do we want to read this again? Is it is it going to end in tears and hugs again, or is it possible that they'll actually kill this this character off? I don't know, but it just feels like we're rehashing recent storylines again. And and I it I hate to to I'm not dumping on the Hulk books. I'll always buy the Hulk books. They're great. They they've done a fantastic job. When you look over the past two three years of Hulk, there that's a high water mark in the in the the history of that title. I'm not saying that it's the best it's ever been, but it stands the test of time with the greatest storylines that have ever come out of that title. Planet Hulk, uh, World War Hulk, World War Hulks, uh, Fall of the Hulks. It's great stuff. What? You had me at Planet Hulk. Whenever you start saying World War Hulk as as great storylines, that's whenever I start to. Well, see, it gets back you know, to the civil. No, the, 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 the Civil War, Secret Invasion, Siege progression. You can't have Planet, Planet Hulk, my favorite Hulk story of all time. Of all yeah, time. No, yeah, it's it's great. No, yeah, I, it, it, it's, it just it it was everything you, that I could have ever hoped. For an awesome cosmic flavored Hulk story, it was it was perfect. Right, but you cited that as one of the stories uh, displaying novelty in the Marvel universe. The Hulk has been exiled before; he's been yes. off planet once or twice, or maybe more. Uh, yeah, but you know the crossroads, and remember the Puffball Collective and stuff. Planet Hulk had such epic feel to it and the amount of world building that went into it i mean it's it's a lot of work you're right and it's a great never i I can never do a real quick shot from the hip type of my favorite or 
greatest or, or best story from that title of all time. Like, like Chris and Jason just did, Planet Hulk, favorite, best ever. That's I, I can't... My favorite. My favorite. I can never... Re- well, Jason said it too. He, he yeah. agreed with you, but it, I, I can't really just... If someone says... You know, Green Lantern or an X-Men or a Spider-Man story, I can never really quickly just shoot out, oh, it's my favorite of all time. But you, you have to ever. admit, though, I'm I'm guessing that Chris has not read a ton of Hulk. If you haven't read a ton of Hulk, or your your, your experience with the book is relatively limited. Say you've, you've digested maybe 50 issues in your lifetime. Yeah. Planet Hulk's yeah. going to stand out as the top yes, of that I heat. agree. I agree. Yeah. The, the, the last time I was I was into, into the Hulk was whenever John Byrne was... Right, and they, they uh, were those good. Those are some great seven issues. Well, weren't they? I mean, I, I think I've read <laughs> so the last time I was twenty, 20 to twenty-five years worth of Hulk, and I still think it stands up. Stands you, up with it. Sure. Uh, do you, you think Peter, it's, Peter, you Peter think it's the best though? That, that I kind of like Future yeah. Imperfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that would be right up there too. Yeah. Um, but like, what was I saying? Oh, uh, you had the Planet Hulk, and then the World War Hulk was the stepping stone to the later storylines. They all kind of meshed together after a while, kind of like the, the Civil War or Secret Invasion right. siege progression, but Jeff Loeb did a great job with the storylines. It was not as cerebral as Planet Hulk. It was more uh, below the belt, and I think that works really well with the Hulk, but anyway, so we, we've seen all this before, and I'm just trying to wrap my head around, why is Greg Pak doing this? Why are we seeing this again? I, I don't understand. I, I'm sure he does, and I'm not condemning the story before it's run its course, but we've seen four parts so far, and they're, they basically consist of uh, a scar surrogate in this hero Kala coming to Earth, and he's pissed off at Dad, and he wants revenge, and it's... Uh, we we've just been through this, so I don't know. I'm I, I'm I'm a little bit a little disappointed, but I'm gonna hold my my emotions in check until we get the end of the story and see where it's going. Right. The uh, I gotta say, the art's really nice, very nice art, very detailed. Um, I don't think Red Hulk, aka I'll spoil it again for anybody who was uh, not up on it. Uh, Betty, she's looking sexy in this. Very sexy. You the Tom this. Tom Rainey penciled it, and and he nice. is very good with inks by Scott Hanna. That's a good team. No, you know slouches, but uh, I think Betty's more attractive to Hulk now that she can hold her own against him than she was when she was uh, human. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of sexual tension going on there. They get in the clinch, and she's like, <laughs> so you know. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for that dramatic reading. That's what I read when I. That's what I heard in my head when I was reading it. But yeah, like when she's Namor. Stop it! Blasphemy! Blasphemy! Don't do that. So I'm gonna put. I'm like I said. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna put the bitching on hold. Let's see where this goes, and maybe in two or three issues, I can. I can vent. All right. Knowing Pack, I probably won't have to. But right now, kind of smacks of the same old, same old, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What else we got, Chris? You were jonesing to talk about something. <sighs> All right. You know how Vertigo uh, has been doing their Crime Line series yes. of books, the the smaller, the smaller format, and and everyone was all you know a, a Twitter about that whenever they whenever they announced it. Mm-hmm. And I think we agreed that they've been okay. You know, some have been, some have been good, some have been okay, some have been, eh. Well, uh, also, Vertigo, I, I think the enthusiasm on the boards seem to have seems to have cooled a little bit too. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Vertigo is, has been putting out uh, other original graphic novels that haven't been getting a whole lot of talk, and uh, and I'm sure I'm sure that I've missed a few, um, but they're they're closer to standard comic size. Um, if you remember, Luna Park came out uh, mm-hmm, about the sure. you know, Russian gangsters, and um, there's there's two that I want to talk about. One that I liked, and one that I loved, and that is uh, Dark Rain, a New Orleans story by Matt Johnson yes. and Simon mm-hmm. Gain, and that's the one I liked. And the one that I'm I'm just absolutely in love with is Cuba, My Revolution by uh, Inverna Lopez, and I'm probably butchering that um, with art by Dean Haspiel. Ooh. Oh man! Um, first, D- Dark Rain. There's there's nothing going on with this that it. Oh, hold on, got, uh, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia. I think I think mommy just came home from archery class. So really? yeah, Damn. finding new new and different ways to uh, to take me out. I was gonna say, don't screw up. Oh yeah, yeah. It's um, it, she came in with a bow and arrow. I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to run here, but. Um, uh, Dark Rain doesn't really do anything um, that, that I would say you know pushes the medium forward in in, in any way. It's it's a pretty cut and dry um, heist story, but uh, the twist is that it uh, it's two ex cons that uh, one of them uh, also ex military that are planning a bank heist in uh, New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina or right after Hurricane Katrina. So uh, that, that's that's kind of the setup is that you have this one guy that used to work in a bank and he's uh, cellmates with this guy who uh, is ex-military, used to work, uh, I think, at the Port of New Orleans in customs and he got caught taking a bribe and ended up serving time on it. And, well, during... You know, when the hurricane comes through, the one guy that that got caught stealing money from this bank in a servant time says, "Hey, we can. You know, n- there's not going to be any security. Half the bank is underwater. We can we can hit the safety deposit boxes and and make a you know uh, make a big grab here. Now, of course, the the under the underlying tone to the book is all of the devastation." in in new orleans and um you know uh, fema's terrible response and local authorities and you get into a lot of race and and racism and and you know the all the socioeconomic stuff and and so it's this this snapshot of kind of the horror of this this natural disaster how it affected the people and then these two guys that are that are trying to uh, trying to use it to their advantage and um it was a it was it was a really good story i enjoyed it i thought there were a couple points where the um uh, the politicking was pretty pretty transparent you know it, it's um it in like two spots, it got a little preachy, and even though I'm mm-hmm. a you know dyed in the wool uh, Democrat, and and it was definitely Love lashing, it, it was lashing out <laughs> at, at at the at the administration at the time. It, it kind of felt a little preachy and and took me out of the story a little bit. But um, um, other than that, um, I really like Simon Gaines' art and and the story as far as a a, a heist story goes. Pretty pretty good, and uh, Dark Rain is actually the uh, the name of a um, former 
uh, paramilitaries that are now a part of a uh, um, independent uh, security company, um, which uh, gets uh, gets into the into the book quite a bit. Um, so anyway, Dark Rain, I enjoyed it. The one that I'm in love with though is Cuba, My Revolution, and it is uh, autobiographical. Um, this gal uh, uh, Inverna Lopez. I'm assuming that that the uh, the main character in the book um, is is based on her, and she uh, the the main gal Sonia is at the beginning of the book a 17 year old med student who is also an aspiring artist, and she's also um, uh, backing uh, the revolution in Cuba, and uh, just the opening. Um, the, there's two there's two quotes at the beginning of the book that really kind of um, set the tone for it, and uh, it starts dated January 1959. Uh, Fidel marches into Havana, and the boom of cannon salutes to church bells tolling, factory whistles blowing, ship sirens blaring. Uh, I feel a new beginning has come for my country. I'll serve as a physician. Art can wait. And then right below that it says May 1965. I don't know right from wrong anymore. Whatever happened to the principles we believed in five years ago, I'm always afraid, all the time, all the time. And, and that's the that's the path that this book takes. In 1959, this this young woman is um, very idealistic. She backs the revolution. She's ready for Batista to be overthrown. And, you know, it's a it's a corrupt government. the The United States is is backing a lot of this corruption. the The island is is overrun with American mobsters. It's it's not it's not a good thing for for the people of Cuba. And Castro comes to power. He's backed by all these revolutionaries, which she's one of, and then over the next, you know, five and a half, six years, you start to see through her eyes how flawed Castro's revolution was from um, the jobs that people are given. It's like he shuts the brothels down, and oh hey, well no, <laughs> it, 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 it he shut he they they, they nationalize all of the banks. And they shut the brothels down, and they reassign the the prostitutes to be bank tellers. Hmm. And, ah. and they're they're uneducated prostitutes that that can't even count. You know, oh, so that I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, so there there's you know, people would wait in line for hours Sounds at like the our bank. Yeah, well, yeah. Ah. Well, this is I mean, this is this is what happens when when people that have an ideal but don't have any experience or knowledge in how to run a government what happens and um it 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 was it was edutaining i guess is the best way to put it you know i i love history i love learning about um especially things in the 20th century things that you know just prior to to me being born it's like i always heard about the the cuban missile crisis and and fidel castro and cuba never really understood the the timeline and and how he came to power and and how quickly um from him coming to power to the russians basically um influencing that government and the russian missile crisis and or the cuban missile crisis well all this is in there but as the background to this woman's story and so i feel like i kind of understand 
the the Cuban Revolution a lot more than I had before just by mm-hmm. reading this book. And um, the characters are three dimensional. It's like her family, uh, you know, uh, other students, med- medical students, and art students, and everyone's different views on the government at the time and their life and and just everything about this little island. It was it was a really powerful story and Dean Haspiel. Oh my God, is he an amazing cartoonist? You are not kidding. I agree you with always, you on that one. Oh yeah. Wow. I mean, this is this is something I sat down and I looked at Marta and I was like, "Honey, I know that you don't read comics and and you know I've I've suggested stuff in the past, but this is something that I think that you would enjoy reading." And uh, and I'm hoping I'm hoping that she does read it because if you're if you're interested at all in or even not in in the Cuban Revolution because this is really a, a a person's story about you know a pretty turbulent time in their country. If you read Persepolis, there are some comparisons to be drawn there. You know, except that was with um, um, a, a girl who was like you know five to ten years old kind of thing. And this is this is someone as they're as they're coming you know of age as a late teenager and then into their early teens and uh, uh, or into their early twenties. It, it was. It was fantastic. So if you see it, definitely, definitely pick it up. I, I, I love this book. Mm. You know who was hanging with Dino at the Small Press Expo? Hmm. Julian. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, yeah. very you, nice. Did you go to SBX? No, no. Julian told me because he knows oh. I love I love Dean Haspiel. And he was like, yeah, guess who I was yeah. hanging with? That's, uh, I was jealous. I was well, if you, if you if you love Haspiel, you you should really get this, Vince. I think that you would. I think that you would love it. I would appreciate the art. Yeah, subject matter, probably not. Really, why yeah. not? I, I I have zero interest in history, unless it's art history. Okay, I'll eat it. I'll eat well, that. Well, I mean, up, it, it's. I mean, that's that's part of it. Is this this new government? Um, comes to power in cuba she's 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 an art student as as well and you see Mm -hmm. the the control that this government puts on art and so it talks about you know freedom of expression and yeah yeah, i mean i can probably get into that yeah it was yeah it was i mean it's the 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 woman who who this is based on uh the the writer and and i'm assuming that it that it's autobiographical um i mean she she's an artist she's a you know kind of a world renowned artist and and Neat. had to had to flee cuba to um well for a variety of reasons but but you know to to be able to express herself artistically it's not good I have both of those, and I uh, they're on my Regina pile, so I think I'll <laughs> I'll prioritize the Cuba one. That's that's not good. We'll that look forward to hearing what you think about it, man. Yeah, for sure. Haspiel's going to be at um, Midtown Comics soon, I think, for a signing. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, very nice. I just got an email about it. I don't offhand, I don't remember what day, but it's soon. It's uh, it's in the next week or two for you New Yorkers. Is he going to be at uh, New York City? I'm sure would, he is, right? I would assume uh, he was there. Yeah, I, I assume he would be, although I don't offhand know from the guest list. But he uh, was there last year. I'm I'm pretty certain. Dude, the guest list is insane. I don't know if you've taken it. It is. Look. It's very it's long. Yeah, it's yep. ridiculous. Yeah. I'm gonna try and be so good about not bringing like a duffel bag full of hardcovers to get signed. I'm not gonna do that. Not gonna do that this year. Stay strong, Chris. I'm just <laughs> going with some sketchbooks and and my uh, wallet full of loot to drink. Mm-hmm. There you go. 
and and my I'll, I will I will continue my quest for the for the John Buscema Conan page. There you go. Can I touch it, please? You can lick <laughs> it if you want. No, you, I told touch you last it. time. Chris is bring I'm not it the, back, the back of it, but just on the corner. Vince, uh, Chris is going to bring it back to the room Saturday night, and we're going to teabag it. <laughs> <laughs> Paper cuts. Don't don't. You didn't say anything about your art not getting balls in its face. True. <laughs> Conan's right. going to be swallowing them in my sacky. <laughs> this smells like wood when I get it home and frame it. <laughs> and Chris will know that smell. Smelled <laughs> it before. Uh, <laughs> well, too good. Too good. <laughs> Let's keep this moving here. Oh, shit. Georgia misses you. I'm sure she does. Jason. Oh, okay. Vincent. Oh, no, no, David. Oh, no, David won the China. No, no, no. <laughs> no, he's all hopped up. I, I said I was going to ask him about his Titans talk, but I... It, oh, I know. I don't want to go again. I just went. That's let's what I'm hear, saying. So, yeah, he let's hear went. some Jason. Chris just went, but okay. No, but I went... Be, I would preceded him. Shut up. You shut oh, up. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. I would... Uh, I have come to praise Dark Horse. Yay. It's easy to uh, do. It is. In an un... Not by intention, uh, a good chunk of what I've read since I last had a chance to talk with you, <laughs> fine fellows, uh, has been dark. Dr. Solar, Man of the Atom, go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the stuff. No, cool. no, no. Uh, let me hit on them quickly. Uh, first, uh, nod to the latest issue of Fear Agent, uh, issue 29. Uh, as we talked about the last issue, this is the last arc of Fear Agent we're ever going to get. And this one... No, uh, not ever. Well, okay. Probably. Theoretically, uh, it, yeah. may, it may not be. But it's it's the last one we're going to get for a good long while. Yeah. Um, Mike Hawthorne, um, this is, again, the second issue that Hawthorne has drawn um, because Jerome and, uh, and Tony are pretty much doing Marvel stuff full-time now. He's he's picks up right where they left off. The art's beautiful. Oh, yeah. um, in this issue... Uh, for reasons I don't want to get into because I don't want to spoil, but you have yourself a curmudgeonly senior citizen version of Heath Houston running around. So picture Heath, who's already a pretty salty, angry bastard, and make him an old dude. And uh, I'm sure most of you know that when you get old, you get even saltier. Yeah. If I had an eye patch and a big, bushy, white mustache, yeah. I would be old mean Keith. It's or, true, it's true. Like, it had an eye patch with an apple on it. No kidding. <laughs> so so I keep that short and sweet because it's just the, the latest issue, but but you got it. Any t- any chance I get to, to throw some love to Fury and I got to do it. Um, oh, oh, by the way, um, yeah. uh, the Hillary Barda backup story. Uh, thank you, thank you. Hillary yep. Barda doesn't write the Tales of the Fury back backup uh, in yes. this one, and it's Illustrated by... Uh, I'll tell you right now. It's it's uh it's not anyone that I'm familiar with, but I did I did like his stuff a lot. Uh, Mark Torres, mm-hmm. uh, colored cool. by Lee Ro- Lee Lowridge and uh, letters by Russ Wooten. Oh, so you were you're on the next issue because we covered the Fear Agent with uh, yes, Laser Ross, uh, Zerzo, Zerzo G. Penalta. Yeah, that was yeah. last. Yeah, this yeah. is right. So you're you're okay. Yeah. We didn't, I didn't get that yet. That's in the box. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I'm glad you didn't spoil it. But I, how about Hawthorne? Does not skip a beat. It's pretty no. seamless. No, it's great. From it's awesome. uh, Tony Moore stuff, it's it's Absolutely. very close, but yet absolutely. it still retains the, a little bit of the Hawthorne flavor. I love it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. absolutely. So the the next Dark Horse thing that I tore through is uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer season eight. 
Um, for a good quick minute, probably for the first year and a half, two years of this run, it was a hot book. I mean, it was a book everybody was talking about, had a lot oh, of yeah. buzz. Um, it was perennially in the top 20 each month in Diamond, the only non-Marvel or DC book to do that. And then, you know, it just seemed like it. there was just a point in the run where it just kind of completely fell off the radar. And I, I don't know why I stopped, but it started just going to the back of my pile. And um, I was sorting through some comics and trying to organize some boxes, and... I just I next thing I looked I had I think fifteen issues <laughs> like a year yeah. like a year yeah like over a year <laughs> so for Same no time. reason like it wasn't because I don't recall why I stopped reading it just never was a priority so I know they're getting ready to wrap it up with issue forty and uh, so I plowed through it I read fourteen or fifteen issues however many I had sitting in my stack uh, this past week um, and number one I will say that I definitely think. Um, I was well served to read it in a chunk because I I do remember in even when it was the buzzy type of book I was having trouble following the narrative at times so I do think reading it in a chunk helped me there um to the the one thing I'll say is I would have to go back and look at the earlier issues but Georges Janty has been the the main penciler for the entire run mm-hmm. and I, I don't I don't remember again I was to say I have to Excuse me, I would have to go back and look at the early issues, but I don't remember his work being as loose as it is it is in this last year. So I was not all that pleased, frankly, with a lot of the, the pages. There were pages that I felt like he took a lot of time in, and they're gorgeous and very evocative. You could tell who the characters are. It's really detailed. But there are a lot of pages where you really, at least for me, and, and I'm a huge fan of the TV show, couldn't tell who was who, um, and Ooh, not a lot of finishing details. No. no, so so I I have to give him a little bit of in the penalty box there, and I don't know if if again I don't know the situation if he's been hurried, if if something or even it's just my imagination, but it just seems to me like reading this chunk of it, I didn't feel the art was the strong suit that I thought it was in the initial part of the run. Um, plot wise, it's a pretty wacky freaking plot. Like they've <laughs> yeah. kind of. They've kind of lost me a bit. Like the the undercurrents, the the stuff that made Buffy the TV show great, are still there. You know, you've got a new love interest between Xander and another character. I won't spoil it in case you haven't read it yet. Um, you've got Dawn, who was cursed by an ex-boyfriend into turning into different things. So she's a centaur at one point. She's a giant at one point. She's a, a rag doll at one point. And there's humor there. You've of course got um, all the the classic characters make appearances. You've got, you know, Oz makes an appearance and a lot of the big bads from prior seasons are there. You've got Amy. Warren. Yeah. yeah, Amy and Skinless Warren and Riley's even back. You know, wow. Buffy's yeah, Riley's back and um so so there are a lot of familiar notes that, that that make it worth reading if you were a huge fan of the T V show, which I was. But number one, the reveal of the big bad, which I do remember was spoiled pretty the internet spoiled the reveal, I guess, um, even before the issue had come out. Mm-hmm. So I knew who the Big Bad was, even though I just read the reveal a year after it happened. So I knew that going in. But even even with knowing who it was, it's, in my opinion, pretty lame. Like I, Because essentially the, the Big Bad is revealed, and then it turns out that the Big Bad's excuse for being the Big Bad was that 
he felt that by being the big bad, he could better control the damage that all of her enemies would cause if they weren't all unified under one big bad. And that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, it doesn't, like, because they spend like a year and a half, like, tormenting Buffy and killing all of her slayerettes, all of her lieutenants, and destroying them and making them exiles. And then all of a sudden, he reveals himself and it's like, oh, but I did it all for you. Now let's, let's be together. It's sort of, it just doesn't make any sense. But, but, uh, but there's maybe three or four issues left of the run. I don't, I think I finished with issue 34, 35. Um, so I, I'd have to say, um, I'm sure you guys have had those TV shows or those movies or books where it's, it's nostalgic enough to something that you loved in another form that it's still worth it. You don't mind that you, you consumed it, but it's definitely not as good as what the original was. And that's how I would characterize this. I'm, I'm happy to have read it, at least to this point, and there, there have been chunks of it that I thought were awesome. Yeah. But in, in a three... Almost it, did, three it did not improve upon the source material. Thank you. Very well said. And the other thing I will say is that this has been written in arcs by different writers, many of which have been associated at different times with other Joss Whedon TV shows. A few of the Buffy writers have written arcs, um, a few of the Serenity people. Um, you can absolutely demonstrably see a marked improvement in the way the book reads and the humor and the dialogue when Meltzer takes over in this last arc after a couple oh, of... Nice. Uh, oh, wow. Like Jane Espenson, who I believe, and I should have looked this up, I believe she was one of the Buffy writers. She wrote so. the arc before the one that's currently going on and I really thought it read very flat, which is ironic because she, is, as I recall, was an above writer. Right. But maybe transferring to this medium, she wasn't able to capture the same, the same spirit. And then Meltzer comes on, and if you didn't look at the credits, I guarantee you wouldn't know who wrote it. Like, you wouldn't say, oh, this is a Brad Meltzer comic. But you would immediately say, oh, now this feels like a Buffy episode. So I have to tip my cap to him because um, I don't know that I have strong feelings about Meltzer's comic work really one way or the other. But in this case, no, no, no one does get raised. <laughs> but in this case, I think he did. He 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 has he has added market improvement to the last few arcs. So, um, you know, it's going to wrap up soon, and 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 then they're moving on to season nine. Um, but uh, but it is what it is. I just uh, you know, I have to say so. I maybe give it like a, I don't know, maybe a a B, maybe a B minus type of thing for the whole thing. But it's it's the last few issues I thought were were getting better because of uh, of Meltzer. I have a couple of questions about yeah, that. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, is Riley as bland on paper as he is in the show? Yes, he is Horrible, more of a really. Riley is more of a uh, vessel for. He's a plot contrivance in this. In this, okay. he, he's used for a very specific reason. Yeah, uh, is I I did too. The uh, I like the whole idea with with the underground militia and everything. The uh, now. The season would be on TV would be like you know twenty twenty two episodes and yeah, like that. But yeah. with with this being one season, season eight, and and going for forty issues or so, does it read? Do, do arcs read like? Are are you reading this as if you could imagine this actually happening on your TV screen? Does it does it lose anything by not being on TV? Does it read different than the other earlier Dark Horse Buffy? Title right. Or... Great question. Um, first of all, I haven't read a ton of the uh, pre of the other Buffy stuff. I think I read the first Omnibus and started the second one, so I don't have a huge. For all yeah, the and the, and, the, and that's hard because they do the 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 Omnibuy are done chronologically, yeah, yeah. which is yes, not are. not not how they were how they were released, released. right. right. 
Um, but in answer to your question, David, again, it comes down to the writer because I think in the beginning, that is a good point because I think in the beginning, one of the reasons it was a hot book, aside from the fact that it was Buffy and uh, Joss and, and, and stuff, is that I do think it was those first issues read like, like TV episodes. Okay. You could, you could, it, it, you felt like, okay, I'm picking up right where, excuse me, season seven left off and I'm right now, was back it like it. one issue per episode or were a couple issues? Well, that's what it felt episode. like in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I would say over this 14, 15 issues I've read and probably the arc before that, which is probably why I stopped making it a priority, it really started to feel like it was dragging out. It's, it's more, it's more arc driven than, yeah, than, exactly. It's not, it's not like, you know, 26, uh, TV episodes, right? It, re- it really right. is like it, it's really arc driven. It's right. you know they're they're and still I think it does lose something in that regard because there are are subplots that are really fun, but mm-hmm. a lot happens. I mean, if if I sit back and think of of a, a synopsis of all that's happened in these thirty four five issues or whatever it is I've read so far, I mean a lot of freaking stuff has happened way more than I, they could fit in a TV season. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, think, think think of it more. It's like a lot of two and three part episodes mm-hmm. that that were kind of stitched fair. together yeah that's fair okay. yeah I, just, I wasn't sure if maybe if like if you're reading it and all of a sudden you know you turn the page and that would be a good time for them to go to commercial and then you know it would pick up with the next scene i well, that I, would be awesome if they did it that way I, I think that would be great and i do think again that's how it started off with again maybe off, joss was directly involved but but it's not it, it wasn't like that for a good chunk of the now season. it's more comic booky and in, in it's storytelling yeah. it, it is it is okay. yeah absolutely well that's uh, okay and then the last one, which I think hopefully at least Chris can can jump into, and I don't know if David or Vince have read this because we don't really talk about it a lot, which is uh, BPRD. Oh yeah, I no, um, of course I, I read it. Okay, I bought the I bought the I think the first ten trades of BPRD at a sale. Nice. Through, um, actually, through believe it or not, Mile High. It was the first time in years I found a sale. Wow, mile high. it made sense. He had fifty. That was an actual trades. sale. It was. <laughs> that that made sense. Fifty yeah. percent off trades. So they've been sitting in my off their regular while. price or fifty percent off. No, fifty percent off cover. So wow. that was okay. yeah. Um, and I had read the first BPR D trade a while ago, and it was it was sort of like vignettes, you know, it was little vignette stories. And then the second trade, which is called the Soul of Venice and other stories, is again a series of vignettes, quite enjoyable, um, no question. I mean, if if you like the universe and the characters, it's 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 good stuff. But I, I, I really think that this is um, a, a series that really hits the ground running with the third and goes from there. Um, the Plague of Frogs is the yeah. third trade, and then the fourth is uh, The Dead. And that is where it becomes a series. You know, that's where, where and, and even in the, in the trade that I have, that's where Mignola talks about the fact that um, he and, and, and then he gets John Arcudi involved and Guy Davis, they, they realize that. He's, he wants to make this a new ongoing with a big lengthy plot and and you really it's it's really like to me you could have almost taken the first two trades and, and almost given them a different trade dress and almost made it like an anthology and again they're fine and, and, and good and all that stuff but 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 the third and fourth trades were captivating and it, it's it's got this rich layered textured, plot where each each arc stands on its own and is a great read by itself you could pick up either one and read them out of out of continuity out of context and they're great but there's definitely deep layered plots that he sets up and what i love about mignola in these books is he freaking does what marvel and dc seemingly are unwilling to do anymore which is he references other things he gives you arcs you know it if there's a character, it says asterisk, and at the bottom it says, see Hellboy, Seed of Destruction, you know? Mm. And and so 
it, it's just it, it helps to me it really helps shape the narrative you know even if you don't know much about this character's prior appearances even that asterisk in that annotation lets you know okay they've seen this guy before he is yeah. someone that's had a history here. It's not someone I out of the blue. So there is significance to this person, particularly. The, the, uni- the universe is expansive enough, but it's still small enough that you can do that, mm-hmm. and and it doesn't. It does. It, you know, it's not like a weight of you know thousands and thousands of issues. You know that you feel like you have to read to get the full story. But I mean, it's yeah. it's a big universe, and, and I think that you're right about that third that third trade. That I always think of it as that's the time that BPRD got out from under Hellboy's shadow. Absolutely, and became, and Absolutely. became its own thing. Yeah, and so and so for people that have maybe not given BPRD a try, I would lump this into something Then we always say fables. If you like fables, you should at least read the first two trades versus the first one. This absolutely, I think, to give it justice, you need to... You could even probably... I honestly think you could... Just jump in skip, with the third one. Yeah, you could skip the first two trades and pick up the third, and if that that will rope you in or not. But uh, but I read, yeah, the, the third and the fourth back-to-back, and they are awesome. And I know I'm not telling you guys anything you don't already know, but Guy Davis is an absolute oh, yeah. beast mm-hmm. of an illustrator. It's ridiculous how good this dude is. And I've actually met him a few times at cons, um, not being that familiar with his work, but knowing who he was. And he's not only an amazing artist, but he's very unassuming, a very nice guy. His artwork is actually really affordable for a guy of these kind of chops. Mm-hmm. So he's moved way up my list in terms of guys I want to try and get a page from. But um, I can't wait to – I'm just dying to continue reading here because I had no idea. I mean, Vince, I can see why you like it because it's got a lot of that X-Files vibe to it. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they go after cases – with paranormal activities and stuff that each each case is unto itself, but there's this underlying bigger conspiracy, deep-rooted uh, evil that they're dealing with, too. Uh, and, you know, it somehow ties into Ape Sapien and ties into Hellboy himself and the prophecy and that sort of thing. And um, I just can't wait. I can't wait to keep going on it. And uh, you know, Oh, the entire- there, there, there are parts that are going to make you cry. I'm sure. <laughs> you know, and, and just to give props to the rest of the team, because Mignola and uh, and John Arcudi are the writers. Guy Davis is the uh, the, the artist. Dave Stewart on colors. Uh, I believe Clem Robbins is the letterer, uh, at least for the the arcs I read. And um, it's just amazing stuff. I, I got to say, it's it's long overdue that I gave it a try, but uh, but 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 totally well worth it. Totally, totally great stuff. Yeah. Mignola knew what he was doing. Did I say Mig- yeah. Mignola? Mignola. Mignola. He, he, knew what, he knew what he was doing because uh, start you off slow. The, the Hellboy was the hook initially, <laughs> and then uh, it's become a, a, autonomous now. You don't. He, Hellboy doesn't even. Need, well, you've seen it the past what uh, five years, four years. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been a Hellboy appearance in BPRD for a long time. Well, I was going to say he's even, not in. He's not in the the. I mean, arcs three and four. He's not in at all. They just reference him being gone right and even in the new hellboy i think what is it called the storm uh doesn't mm-hmm. he doesn't he say something like man i should really touch base with the the bprd or i think it's time to to, to go back or something so it's coming mm-hmm. but uh it's been a long time and I, I more to his credit that was a really smart move build the characters on their own merits and then throw them back in with hellboy right right great stuff and you're right about Guy Davis. Jesus. Yeah. I, I it's, it's, followed yeah, his it's, art forever. You, you know, he did Sandman Mystery Theater, uh, Mystery mm-hmm. Theater, right? Well, I knew he did, yeah. but that's another thing, as you know, I haven't read. So. Okay. Yeah. And I have his stuff 
back from when he was doing little spot illustrations for White Wolf. I mean, he's been drawn a long time, and it's just instantly. There's, awesome. there's something about his work. It's so fluid and so quick and so immediate, and you look at it, and it's like the darks just scream out at you. He's amazing. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it, really great stuff. I, I, right. I, just, I adored it. So, David. Vincent. Come on, what you got? I didn't get a chance to do a lot of reading this week, and I was really hoping that you know, since Wood wasn't with us last week, that that we'd have more. But <laughs> I'll right. um, I'll continue. Actually, you know what? I'll continue to Dark Horse Love. Okay. This way, this way, you involved, Vince, and you'll be involved in what I'm going to talk about initially. So that's cool. Oh, okay. Um, so I know yeah. you've read it. I know you've read it. Magnus Robot Fighter Number One. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I mean, we we were joking about it before, but it it really. Truly is the anti-solar proposer, man of the atom. It is. Um, it's it's fun. I can't take my eyes off the page. I, Reinhold does just some fantastic work. You're so right about the Leonardi vibe. Yep. Um, well, not that I'm right, but yeah, that it's there. It's it's there, and and it, it's not just. I mean, yeah, there are folks like you know John Beatty, Carl Kessel. There there are some very talented inkers who are fantastic illustrators in their own right and and obviously and this isn't news if if you're reading Magnus Robot Fighter because Ryan Holt did Badger for first comics I mean he's he's yep. illustrated his own books not oh, just you know, Punisher Inkling. Batman exactly. uh, um, yeah. yeah Punisher from uh, yeah because you can the second or third volume of the essentials I think has some of the Ryan Holt issues but the um the I I when I was buying the Valiant books, Magnus was not one of the books For I was shame, buying. David. I know For on shame. a regular basis. It, it it was it was Solar. It was uh, Archer and Armstrong. It was Eternal Warrior. Um, Eternal Armstrong. I love it was it was yeah. mostly the 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 creator owned or, 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 or the. <laughs> But Solar's on there too And hey, Don Perlin so, um, But Magnus, Torak Those I really Bart was, Sears, baby, bringing it right, Yeah, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Bart Sears, great Back in the day not, Bart Sears my eyes when I look at it <laughs> no, Bart, I'm not, not going to get into it Because then we're going to bring up Captain America And the Falcon And, and the less said <laughs> about that, the better uh, the, Look the, at the uh, lips on that man <laughs> He dropped guys with 38 packs <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the, the, that's uh, funny. You know, later on, awesome. later on, you know, Jason has a, a sem- semi disdain for for Mister Sears. I I've grown <laughs> to have a disdain for someone else, and I've developed a way to pronounce his name now that is kind of funny. I, I'm not too happy with Paul Galacy's recent yes, work. Recent work, yes. yeah. I, his recent I, work is not all I, that great. And I, w- I was watching Return of the King the other night, and I'm thinking, oh. every time I say Galacy, I'm going to pronounce it like Gollum saying his own name. Galacy. <laughs> because he fills me <laughs> with, with so such horrible. revulsion. as Galacy. You have to listen to that sidebarish episode then, because oh. they don't mention Galacy, it's all that kind of thing. Like guys that, that, that used to be the shizzle. Yeah. He, and he was the shizzle, you're right. Oh my God, yeah. yes. For years, Galacy was hammering out amazing work. Yes, I love Six from Sirius. And then Not there was to, a um, point where he did Catwoman. I was like, mm-hmm. did you get into an accident? And like, did a truck <laughs> run over your hand or something? Oh, that's oh, big. Dude, that is big. 
Not just no. I don't want to. Dave, we're not. We're not letting David off the hook. No, 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 no. No, I just want to say, uh, I someone that I got to throw into that based on the the recent cover work I've been seeing from him, John Cassidy. I knew you were going to say that. Yes. Oh my god. Thank dude. you. They're not dude. that What's bad. Up with that, the Shadowland yeah. and the Superman Oh, I'm sorry, covers? dude. I'm like, I mean, I'm not saying dude. they're great again, but they're not. They're, they're not, not they're not what I, they're, they're not planetary. They're not astonishing. No, X-Men. It's of like, course they're not. Yeah, maybe he's just trying to make make That's, bank. I don't know. This, but if this is a different style, if he's trying to like try something different, I mean, you know, we've seen it from Miller, we've seen it from Byrne, we've yeah. seen it from Jim Lee. So you know, they're just either they're trying to well, spin things up. But, yeah, but, but see, as Swain, with, said, with, as Swain said on the show, and I, and I got agree with him. He said he got some heat from this because you know they're tight with a lot of artists. There's a if if you're an artist and you're doing covers because that's that's what your thing is and you can make bank now just doing covers, hey, that's awesome. More power to you, right? I mean, who wouldn't? But the thing is, is if you're just going to do covers, you better bring it. Yeah. Like, because mm-hmm. you're not going to keep getting a pass, right? You better yeah, bring it. Like it's true. Like if you're just, and the thing is, is again, I, not to say what any individual artist is doing, but if you're, you know, if you're a guy that's known to be kind of a late guy or takes a long time between projects, that's cool. If 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 you if you're actually working. But if you're video gaming, directing TV, directing TV shows, <laughs> hanging out with celebrities, then you yeah. know, I mean, then it's like, all right, well, I don't know but, if I got much love for your lateness. But you know? Two two things. See, the the problem or your perceived problem with with Cassidy is a lot different than mine with Glacy because <laughs> Cassidy, it's not. There's not any inherent mistakes in the art like everything is solid it's just not a style that you have been that you're accustomed to seeing from him Gulacy will sometimes draw like anatomy really weird and mm-hmm. and the eyes on characters will look like that chick from the 90210 with the eyes yeah, with the Quasimodo yeah the Shannon Doherty yeah, Quasimodo eye she's got it like down on her cheek it's it's just mm-hmm. there, there are certain positions he'll put characters in that are just really strange i'm not far opposed from kyle baker no and uh, again about covers who is i think it's brandon peterson that's been doing covers for the cosmic books yeah they're horrible they're they're absolutely horrible and and it's not because he can't draw the guy can draw like a son of a bitch yeah but i don't understand why they are paying for these covers when it's obvious just but a boom just Sliding these things under the door, I don't get. I don't get it. That's that. That's my issue with Cassidy. I mean, if I wish I could draw as as, as much of. I'm not a fan of these Superman covers. I wish I could draw that well. I wish I could do that. But when I see mm-hmm. that, I'm not saying that it's not competent or that it it anybody that a talented person didn't make that cover. But it's just it's not the Cassidy that I'm familiar with. So if, right. if, if this Correct. is if this is the direction he's going in with this maybe looser or or just not not as as polished I guess then then okay cool you know I'll I'll wait to see what some of his interiors look like in well, this regard but if if he's never he's him, never he's he, never been big with cross hatching I mean there's never been a lot of detail it, it's always been like it's open it's it's clean but there's just there just seems to be something missing. Well, on, give on him a bit of a later. pass because look at with Keith Giffen. Took a good style and improved upon it with Trencher. So he's just trying to find his footing. <laughs> yeah, gonna, that's going to be your thing, right? Every uh, week. <laughs> All right. Back to the, back to the back Magnus, to David, because you know what? Your commentary will segue very nicely into mine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it, this is. Sorry, this Paul. Is really I, I don't mean to shit on you. I, I, no, I really don't. But hey, but see, at least we're familiar. You're familiar with Galassi enough. 
where you remember his style back in the day. That's what attracted you to his work. That's what you like. And I mean, if somebody's just familiar with him from Catwoman or from, you know, whatever, uh, from Jonah Hex or whatever, Palmiati and Gray are, are, are writing for Radical or whoever, you know, if, if that's what they're. Yeah, I saw that Radical now, book that, that he then, did. Then, you know, they might think it's cool and all, and if they like it, that's great. But right. it's it's like we don't take my word for anything. Then. You're right. You're right. Uh, the aside from maybe an issue or two of the old um, Gold Key by by Russ Manning, I, I never really um, never really read a whole lot of Magnus. And and I said I'm only really familiar with Magnus in the Valiant Universe when it like comes to Unity or or any of the crossovers. And I never mm-hmm. never read any of of the single. Magnus or Flipbook with with Rye issues because I, I came to Valiant after because Magnus was their first book and then I think Solar so I came in when Solar started and Harbinger and things like that uh, so like I, like, I think like, Solar was the first but it's only I don't, I know. don't know really it's the forum uh, the, ask the uh, forum uh, bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash forum come join us and tell us how I'm wrong and David's right you were, you were because no I, I think you're right I think, I think it was Magnus go ahead um, it was. It's again like like Solar. It's it's what it's like. It's it's three fifty for this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's double sized because it it has a it has a new story by Shooter and Ryan Holden, and it has a, a reprint of of the first appearance of Magnus. And I know I've read this somewhere. I'm I like Manning's artwork. Who wouldn't? <laughs> It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's. I mean, you really can't say, "Hey, by the way." I, That's like saying, "I like Kirby's artwork. This guy's like pretty good." Ice cream. Russ Manning, it's, my God! Uh, but I see, I, I'm, I'm seeing some Kurt Swan here, so I'm guessing Swan had some, or, or I'm the other way around. I'm, I'm guessing that, that Manning may have influenced Swan in some degree. Uh, the story is interesting. I want to see where the. Um, where this issue's going, so unlike yeah. Solar, I will be continuing with, with Magnus. Uh, I don't think I added it to my DCBS order, so I'll probably be looking for whatever issues are out and up to next month at the uh, at the convention. But you know, I I um, it I like the nod to the old with 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 one. I I like how how Reinhold kind of changed some things around with the robots. It's not um. He's not shooter. Isn't following exactly what's been gone, what's happened before, because the the dates are different in the two stories. Yeah, uh, it's so, pretty close though. I oh mean, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, it's it's off by a few months, but he's 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 taking it in. Uh, he's just he's doing his own twist on it. So I mean, the the year is the same, and it's still the future. It's just um, things are are a little different, a little shinier, a little polished. It's it's because of what you know we can perceive. The f- Future maybe being now than than it did like you know forty fifty sixty years ago. I love uh, the uh, the kitschy tech speak that he throws in every other panel. I I thought it would get kind of corny after a while, but every time he did it, I was like giggling. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I I like the supporting characters. You know, he goes yeah. to the soup kitchen and he see. You know, he goes and he talks to the old bum and and you know I mean. And it, at first, I was like, I can't believe she goes on TV and she, you know, just just puts business all out and um, out there like that. But it's all for for a plan, and uh, you know, I I like I like the twist. I like the uh, the restaurant sign that uh, the bum is is sleeping behind because it's shooters. But it's it's a um, it's 
I like it. It's, it's, don't it's don't cool. you you get the perception that Jim took his time with this one and I re- do. and really thought about where it was going and fleshed out all the details. It seems like he has uh, a five six issue maybe more plan with with Solar. It felt like he wrote it on the bus to the waiter. You know, absolutely right. right. Yeah. Like, oh, it's happening in New Paltz, and it's it's three fifty six in the afternoon, and it's like, I things are just it's not it's not fluid. It doesn't flow right to me. Right. Solar. I mean, if 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 you like it, if it's if you're digging the story, cool. If you're digging the art, they more power to you. But there's just there's more there's more meat on Magnus's bones than there are on Solar's for me. Yeah, so. and it's a classic looking book. It really it, is. Not to not to tweak Chris. The cover but, is awesome. I yes, the, the but but Reinhold's art is is so commanding that it looks simultaneously vintage and it looks new, and that's not easy to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a lot to it because I mean I don't think any page really has fewer than, than and it's uh, you, than five panels. As I was going to say, it's condensed too. There's no decompressed storytelling in this book. A lot it, of pages it, have six panels. It reads it, like a Valiant title, which is hey, I'll keep plunking my money down for yeah, if they continue. Yeah. It's reinvigorated my enthusiasm for Dark Horse's Valiant relaunch, where solar kind of oh man i re- i was afraid to see what magnus was going to look like but i was kind of hopeful because of reinhold right. and 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 i i put turok on the back burner i said well, i'm gonna have to wait to see what that looks like yeah but, but now okay you've won me over again i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna stick with magnus for now i'll wait for you to tell me about turok turok's character really was was same here same here. On. it was um especially the dinosaur hunter motif wasn't a fan when it was over at Valiant, and um, wow, what just like the Magnus stuff. I read a couple of the old Cold Key issues, but uh, it, it was just a, never really a character that I yeah, that's my Dinosaurs, dinosaurs. Is that, no, it was just well. Plus, I I know where Wood's coming from because because Bart did the art initially on yeah, Toro Rock. Exactly. So oh, you guys that hate that's me. enough to, to sour the man. Well, anyway, what right. you got? Segway time. Segway time. The a couple of guys on the forum were were talking about this this much Our malign forum? yes bullpen, bull, bullpen bulletins podcast dot com forward slash forum please we want you there we're gonna have we have a good time every day twenty four seven yes we'll give you karma um they were well, ta- talking about this this series uh, much maligned series plagued with with delays. Not from, uh, it's the meeting of two publishing companies, uh, Valiant and Image. And ah. the, the Valiant books got out on time, whereas the Image yes. side was horrendously late. And it contains characters David was talking about. And, uh, Solar, Man of the Atom is in here, and Magnus, who is not a robot fighter in this series, but an outlaw. It's Deathmate. Yay. Remember mm, Deathmate? Yeah. And they weren't uh, numbered, no. they were colored. Right, they were colored. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I could only find the prologue, which is the silver, mm-hmm. and the blue. Uh, I, I have the other ones. Uh, they're around here somewhere, but they must be in the boxes of the stuff that I'm keeping. So uh, I only read two issues, but I'll tell you, the prologue... If if you had to judge the entire series based on the prologue, it, the, the prologue set my world on fire because you have a solar Man of the Atom story written by Bob Layton, mm-hmm. penciled by Barry Windsor Smith, oh, no doubt, inked by Mr. Jim Lee. 
Must have a fat the, this is it's gorgeous, and it was in that period where uh, Smith was experimenting with color and shape, and mm-hmm. it, it's not. It, I don't think it's not done in the Valiant Vision. You don't need the glasses for this, but it re- <laughs> it resembles a Valiant Vision book because there are all shapes and colors exploding off the page, and uh, the colorist was uh, Joe Chiodo. We know that name. Wow! Yeah. Yes, and Mike Heisler inked it. Uh, the preface of, of Deathmate was uh, Solar's longtime lady love, um, uh, Gail. He's been keeping her alive for a long time with his uh, energy-based powers. It's not selfish. Because she's human, and she, like all humans, she decays over time, gets old, and dies. And he didn't want that to happen, so he was keeping her alive. And she does not like the current state of the world. So she pleads with her lover, please, please put me out of my misery i love you but i, I just can't take this anymore i, I want to die i want to be normal i want to be human just let me pass away and and he does and so she she passes away in his arms and solar snaps uh this psychic backlash of all the anguish and the pain that he's going through he splits into two beings because Solar's an energy-based hero so uh and and he can live I'm guessing indefinitely because there there were some valiant storylines where Solar was thousands of years in the future. So Solar splits, and uh, the uh, Solar that we're accustomed to, just the, the plain red uniform, goes into hiding. But the new Solar, he has a leather jacket on and uh, cool. and and mag- Magneto style hair with the the silver <laughs> wavy pulled back, uh, you know, brushed back hair. He goes on a little exploration, and he stumbles upon the unreality dimension and encounters Void from Wildcats. Yes. And he's so grief-stricken. He's so grief-stricken over the the loss of his lady love that he uh, basically falls in love with with Void in maybe four four panels. Oh, you're beautiful. And they commune. Which means well, it, was, it was a shorter issue than the others. It, yeah, the Windsor it, Smith is basically like eight or ten pages. Right. They com- they commune, which means they they uh, consummate their relationship as energy beings, and when they share their energy, bada boom, both universes meld. The Valiant and the Image Universe just kind of melt into each other, and so you have. Valiant peanut butter and chocolate, baby. That's yeah. You have valiant <laughs> characters acting out of sorts. It, it's basically uh, a valiant image. What if Elseworlds type yeah. amalgam story where it's your like heroes? Amalgam, yeah. yeah, your yeah. heroes have become villains in some cases, and your villains are 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 more heroic than usual. It was pretty cool. Remember uh, Hardcore? Uh huh. Hardcore melded with Wildcats, and they became Hardcats. Hardcats. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is so cool. But uh, uh, Magnus is a um, an outlaw. He's being hunted uh, by one of the dudes from... Uh, I wasn't familiar with this group. Uh, the guy's name is... Oh, Blood... Blood something, Blood of course. Of No, it's Battlestone. Sorry. Oh. Oh God, Battlestone. Battlestone. I guess he's from Brigade. Oh, from one of the, I, yeah, I was just gonna yeah, say one of the Studios. I, I never, never, ever read Brigade. But, but the backup. The, the, Jesus, boy, don't say it too loud. But the the co-feature in this book is also written by Bob Layton, penciled by Rob Liefeld. 
Nice. Yeah, that's right. And right. Inked, inked by Bob Layton, Danny Mickey, oh, and yeah, Dan, Dan Panosian. Yeah, it, no, it, it looks. It, it's not. It's not bad. Life art. art. It. It. It's basically. Well, comp- you say that, but you just. You just read off the anchor, so of course it's not bad. Life art. I'm sorry. The words well, bad. The words bad and life do not go together. See, I was no, just no, going to no, say no, that. No. I. I, I life oh, no. is 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 extremely talented. Liefeld is best when he's reined in by an anchor. You're right. Just, You're just right. look at the no Hawk question. and Dove series. Yeah. Oh, I, I have to. Made him look like gold. No, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. I got I have to agree with Jason. I don't think there's bad Liefeld art. No, Even that right. that big Captain America with the huge uh, uh, man yeah, man boobs. No, that's it's close. But <laughs> like, there, there there yeah. is there is unique Liefeld art. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll give him there's that. No bad art is unique. But I mean. Um, it's it's wacky. Uh, I I haven't read these image characters in a long, long, long time. Uh, it, it again, it all goes back to Harada, and and there's oh, a bastard. yes, there's a geomancer that gets uh, with his communing with with the earth and and the psychic vibes from things. He he realizes that hey, these univ- our universe isn't right. Something's wacky. It's way off. So he tries to make way to Harada to tell him cuz Harada's the man in charge like as in the Valiant universe. He he was pulling the strings of, of a lot of uh a lot of characters and um it turns out that this Jeff McHenry was the dude that took Magnus away from his parents in unity remember in unity when, oh when Mag- magnus was thrown into the future this is oh, the yeah. guy yeah i mean there, there's connections to a lot of valiant stuff in this and uh the blue issue was uh we have john ostrander writing jim calafiori penciled eh. your boy yeah. <laughs> uh, Ralph- it's a little different yeah it's not it's actually it's, a little it's, loose it's not that bad right. uh ralph reese inked it ralph freaking reese Wow! Ache this thing, and it's basically they're hunting down Magnus because he's a he's an outlaw. He's not complying, and and uh, the geomancer tells them. And in the midst of telling them, the universe goes kablooey, and he goes back. He he manages to tap into the planet and go back in time, and he's trying to warn future incarnations of uh, these characters that something's not right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a meeting of secret weapons and cyberforce, where Ross Perot is the pre- president. Penciled by Sean Chen, written by Joe St. Pierre. Uh, we also have uh, Bloodshots in here. There's a uh, meeting of Harbinger, Brigade, and Cyberforce. Uh, penciled by Howard Simpson. And nice. Gon- okay. Gonzalo Mayo inked it. Yow! This is, if you find these in the quarter boxes, these are gold. Yeah, they are. They Dude, are. There I, mean, some, I mean, people forget some of the the, the creators that were well, involved. Well, who was the... Um, but, but, well, I mean, the creators, yeah, because you had... Yeah, the, the Vince is running off a lot of the... the but, uh, Mike Barron did an issue. I don't remember which color. Oh, uh, Mike Barron and uh, Bernard yeah. Chang did an issue. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, the, uh, Bernard Chang, that reminds me of something. Oh, and, uh, and I know Rodney Ramos did some making. I don't know if yeah. he did. For, yeah. But, um, and then uh, in the end, we have a, a meeting of Solar and Supreme, an mm-hmm. elderly Supreme with a beard uh, against, oh, yeah, yeah. against the uh, Master Dark character. Uh. So there's triangles everywhere. <laughs> it's really it's really cool um and the neat thing about deathmate was aside from the prologue and the epilogue you can read the four interior issues in any order yep 
They were. They, it was. was de- it was designed Which, that oh. you didn't. You didn't have to go <laughs> stepping stones from A to B to C. Gee, it's like it's like yeah. Valiant New Image was going to be late. Well, oh, isn't there a story that Bob Layton actually went to Liefeld's house and sat on his couch and said, "I am not leaving this room until you finish your part." On I think it was that, the red. Uh, the red well, book. Red yeah. Yeah. yeah, Liefeld yeah. wrote and drew red. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that that one was very very late. Yeah, but the, uh, I I've never read a Valiant book that I didn't at least wasn't slightly amused. I mean, there have been some bad Valiant books, bad bad meaning not as good Turok, as the yeah. the high points. Right? No, I I like Turok. I think Turok's great. <laughs> that was ridiculous. An Indian on a dinosaur, you'll yeah, you'll yeah. have my money every month. Uh, but uh, hey, I bought Warlord. That Bart Sears thing that, that oh, he did stop. for DC. All right, anyway, I, I, yeah. For for you completists out there, if you want to complete your Gen Thirteen collection, you need to get Deathmate. Which color? Red. First right? appearance of Gen Thirteen. Yeah, Gen Thirteen. Oh, okay. in. Mm-hmm. I like the, Gen Thirteen, well, dude. The thing is, is I mean, you, it's hard to talk about Deathmate though, and not talk about a, the, the. I mean, Deathmate was a huge piece of the death of comics in the 90s and you know what kills not me only the there. death of comics but death of stores i mean no the, no, no i mean supposedly. i mean right i'm saying that yeah i mean it, that's what i'm getting at i mean it, it was it, it was it was single-handedly responsible or at least the straw that broke the proverbial camel's back for a lot of stores closing down and, so and it, it revolutionized wait well, one second just to follow up on he because i'm gonna forget this if, if i don't get it out because of Deathmate. Diamond had a certain leeway for returning of late books, and I think it was something six months. Uh, yeah. Six months, but because of Deathmate, they reduced it to two months. Mm-hmm. the The initial Deathmate issue shipped like seven hundred or eight hundred thousand copies, but by the time the red one was solicited, yeah. they were only pushing maybe two fifty, which is a lot for today. But back back then, that was that was nothing, and uh, yeah. they they revamped their their returnability. Uh, mechanism just because of Deathmate because stores ordered really heavily on the first couple issues and then as the series went on they got progressively later and later and they were stuck with a lot of things because not only couldn't they return them but also fans were cooling on the series like oh this is never going to finish also the freaking things were five bucks a piece yeah well not the prologue (laughs) I think they I think they gave the prologue was smaller yeah they gave away the prologue uh, well, with, see, that's the thing. The Capital Comics, the the, the advanced catalog, right, right. The Diamonds previews each had their own variant of right. Uh, the, that's of the right. Prologue. So I mean, you even had the preview catalogs getting in on the variant game. So I mean, they they just it was it wasn't pretty. I mean, the the, the books might have been enjoyable by the by the readers by the fans, but it it threw a lot of shit in. in yeah, into it did. Tizzy. Yeah, now we can look. Just that Valiant was from this because Valiant's books all, like Vince said, all came out on time. Right. And uh, and yeah. it really was all image side. And, and again, you, joking aside, you guys, I mean, I, I you know I do like I'm certainly more of a Liefeld fan than than most, and uh, I do. He is my Twitter buddy, so I I don't you know I think <laughs> you were, you're you're a, a Liefeld apologist. No. I, yeah, I guess you could say that, but but to be fair, and I think in his more mature, older state now, where he's at, I think he would. In an honest moment, admit that this was not his finest hour. Uh, you know, I think he uh, his his involvement in Death Mate was a pretty big, you know, a tough spot for a lot of people. So, oh, he's got Rip Claw coming at you th- 
in between two panels. It's great. This no, no, is I'm good. not talking this about the artwork, Vance. I'm saying his oh, role his... in, in the, the delays and, and the yeah. subsequent financial issues that those delays caused. Yeah. What yeah, what Liefeld, the, 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 the slippage that Liefeld engages in with certain parts of anatomy uh like feet and and stuff and and the grimace that that ever present Liefeld grimace that he see he he seems to use uh a lot of that to me is eclipsed by the man's enthusiasm and and just the raw Mm -hmm. there's something really primal about Liefeld's art like I would rather see an artist make mistakes and Mm -hmm. and kind of get the the perception that they're having a good time than something like say an Alan Davis, where everything is super technically proficient and beautiful and Watch gorgeous. No, I'm not if, comparing if the two artists. I'm just saying if you put if you put if you put side by side a a flawed in my idea work, but there's a hell of a lot of enthusiasm and just passion for it, and something that's all shiny and beautiful and and just every. All the ducks are in a row. I, I don't know. I'd I'd have a a hard time resisting the the uh, the enthusiastic one. See, for for me, yeah. I, if you if you took Liefeld's excitement about comics and and melded it with with someone like with John Byrne's talent, you would have such an unstoppable creator. You're right. It wouldn't right. be. It, it'd be insane. Yeah, I like Liefeld. I do too. Yeah. He, he makes. I mean, he really does. I mean, whether you read his tweets or you just whether his. Dude, unless it's a big front, it seems like he loves his fucking life. That's, that's all I just gonna say. He loves his yeah. life, but he loves he loves the the career he he's, he's chosen. He he loves the art form. He loves the medium. It's he, he's a comic book fan, and it's it's like you know. I remember when when Image was starting. I remember when when there was uh, like two or three pages where it was in the back of one of the Young Blood comics where he proposed to his wife. It's just you know, it's mm-hmm. just little mm-hmm. little kid sticking ring up in the double page spread. Will you marry me? And it was just. And and knowing that you know they're married, they have kids, and 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 his life is great. And whether yep. you know whether whether you have things like like the the failed Will Smith movie proposal. I mean, there's just <laughs> a lot of stuff that's out there that's attached yeah. to him. Whether you know Sylvester left Image, and well now he's back, but oh well, wait, look, looks like Liefeld left. So you know you can kind of connect sure, the dots sure. and see where things went. But yeah. he's you see is you see when whenever he writes about something, it's. He gets you amped for it. He really does. Well, I'll say this. But I you, mean, go ahead. No, no. I was. There are certain things that are undeniable about Rob Liefeld, and he's no matter what kind of derogatory uh, claims you can throw his way, he can just look you in the eye and say, "I created some of the most endearing characters <laughs> used at Marvel that are st- you, in, in, in yes, the last." Look you in the uh, eye and say, "I have so much more money than you." <laughs> well, no, no. I, Cable, Deadpool. Um, Domino. Domino. Uh, what else? The the that whole GW last. Bridge. That hey, say what you will. They're six still using eight. those characters. You know the six pack. Hey, he was in Punisher Ward. Absolutely. Look at the money he did, he that did, he I mean. Did more the, he did more for pouches than any comic <laughs> artist in the history. Of the his his one of his create co creations is as popular today as some of the uh, long time characters that we've been reading for forty years. Deadpool. Absolutely. Yeah. You you can't you can't take that away from Le- from Liefeld. That it, that's in stone, well, man. Yeah. Well, I was, what I was going to say, Vince, is that again, not that Twitter is the ultimate arbiter of a person, but based on the interactions I have had and read uh, in the last few years, I would much rather sit down and have a couple beers with Rob Liefeld than a quite a few other 
creators in this business. Mary <laughs> Elizabeth yes. Smith. Tony Harris. Freaking <laughs> Warren Ellis. Freaking many others. But at that oh, point, I'd love to have dinner with Ellis. tell you about the rapture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, skateboard, okay, now the, skateboard okay, jeans. Well, now, that's okay. Now, again, that's okay. as with every human being, there are going to be things that you don't see eye to eye. And, yeah. Uh, I'm just saying. Hey, whatever no, puts I'm gas in this tank. When, 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 when Rob launched that that evangelical comic line at uh, New York Comic two New York Comic Cons ago, when it was when we were just Has getting there been started. I, I think there were. No, yeah, I'm but, just asking. But, I'm not trying to be funny. No, I don't even know. I think there were, but 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 I was extremely negative about the whole thing on our show. It was back when the show was first getting started. Yeah. And look, I mean, and that's because of my own few feelings on organized religion. But but in retrospect, I was way too harsh because again, it's his thing, dude. I mean, it's not right. it's not it's not for me. So right. I, who am I to judge? You know. Yeah, and all he's I got not Willie Ames. Is, Come on. And and as we say, every time he comes up is. Every goddamn con he is at, he has a line wrapping yep. around. Yes. Yeah. So. Yep. I'm thinking you know, if we if we see him in in NYCC, I'll probably be in that line too. We'll hold hands. Well, I, I actually, it's funny you say that because I don't own any any of his original art or even have a sketch, and uh, I'm hoping because we are at least now Twitter chatters that I I <laughs> really do. No, I mean, I like I'm I'm more, I don't want anything like a deal or anything, but I, I want right. to be. I'm hoping that I can get like on his list so that I right. can. I would love, or uh, I mean, and actually, if if he's if I can, I'd like him to draw me a domino, only because I'm sure 90 percent of people want him to draw Deadpool. So I would love for him to draw me a domino. It would be crazy. I would love it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, I think I want to look for. I need to finish. I don't have as many issues as I as I thought I did of the Second Life of Doctor Mirage. If I if I have quant- I have a complete set of Quantum and Woody, I think I want Doctor Mirage to be my other complete set right now. Nice. Wow. Yeah. I may have some doubles. I'll check it out. Chris has been okay. mad quiet because he didn't read. Uh, I think I don't think he read much uh, Valiant back then. What do you got? Buddy? No, I was no that that was that was coming to. I got to commit to. I thought you were going to come in here this, tonight angry and bitter and. No, yeah, I think that's because we haven't broached the subject of what so constitutes that, that a classic comic and what that does it. No, the, 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 do we have? I don't know if we have time to talk. About we have that. lots of time. It's not even ten ten thirty yet. It is. We can make watch. this. We can make yeah. this bitch run long. It's all right. Well, I'm sorry. It's not even twelve thirty yet. Wink, wink. So Chris, uh, you, 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 you came you came to us on the forum today. You 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 sent a PM to us and said, man, "Man, I hope I don't come off as negative." But I've been I've been pruning a lot of stuff. Why don't you talk you know, about that? And I I had a moment of clarity earlier this week. Um, each week before I um, before we before we sit down and talk with each other, I, I kind of stack up the books that I want to talk about. And you know, it's just you know part of my you know regular routine. And and I and I got together all the books that I that I really enjoyed, and, and you know figured I might I might chit chat about. And I looked at the stack of books, and I was like, you know what? There's not one Marvel or DC book in there. And um, it, it was just kind of this moment of wow. Okay, I think that um, my my reading tastes are are really changing. And um, I. I This can come off as being, you know, a Debbie Downer or um, preachy in in a way of, you know, this is what I'm reading, so this is what you should be reading, and all that. And it's not meant to be that way uh, at all. It's just kind of, you know, just me recounting this realization that I think that my 
my reading tastes are are changing. You know, maybe not evolving, but but changing. It's like uh, I haven't been um, as excited about a book like I was um, Cuba, My Revolution, in a, in a long time. Maybe not since uh, um, since Vince turned us on to uh, pterodactyl hunters in the in the, in the Gilded Age. It's like that's the kind of stuff that. I sat down. And it's like okay, that that's what I want out of my comics. It's been a long time since I sat down a mainline, mainstream superhero comic and said that's what I love about comic books. It's just it's just not happening for me, and I kind of am coming to peace with the fact that it doesn't have to. Okay. That it. That if that if those books, if I'm not getting a whole lot of enjoyment, and and quite honestly, more often than not, I set something down and I'm either disappointed or or bordering on being upset about something. It's like the whole Thor thing, you know. Why why should I let something upset me if if it turns out to not be what my expectations are on? And that's right. the problem I have with a lot of of mainstream and and I keep saying mainstream mainline superhero comics is that. Uh, me and and I think we as a lot of comic book fans have a tendency of putting expectations on what those books should be and and how they should um, go about their business and and I think that's a real unhealthy way to approach your fandom and I just kind of am am stepping away from that and reading other stuff and it's been good for me uh, I'm I'm actually enjoying comics i got to a point and it was kind of starting to be a bummer it's it was you know not not contemplating walking away from comics for like the second time in my life but i just wasn't enjoying them and it's like okay whenever i was in my 20s and you know back in the 90s and you know the the whole speculator boom all that i i walked away from the hobby because i wasn't smart enough to realize that there were you know tons and tons of amazing other comics out there um, it was just the stuff I was reading at the time I didn't like. Well, now, you know, a lot because of you guys. I'm smart enough to know that, that there's great comics out there other than the stuff that, you know, is, is you know, right there front and center, you know. So, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, and I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a good thing, a healthy thing. And uh, not saying I'm never going to read superhero comics again. It's, right. it's just, uh, you know, of finding joy in the medium and other places. Well, you, you know how I see it? Um, preface this with the fact that I, I'm not much of a gambler, but, <laughs> but, but okay, I'm not. I don't like to take chances with my money. But there are times when I will, you know, drop a couple bucks at a casino because it's different. It's, it's, uh, visually, uh, stimulating, arresting the lights, the sound, the whole ambiance of the casino. But I know going in that door that the game is a scam. It's rigged. And that's how I kind of approach mainstream comic books. And I'm not putting down or pointing fingers at anybody who exclusively reads mainstream comic books. That's cool. If you, if that's your, your, your bag, then you carry it. But, I, I know going in that that the Marvel and DC universes they're a scam. It, it <laughs> it's 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 like three card Monty. You're never going to win. You're going to keep playing that game uh, forever and keep investing in it and and dumping money into this machine that may 
give you short-term rewards, but over over a period of time, you're it's just going to keep sucking if, money if, out if of you, you. If you read Superman long enough, Superman there, is going to he's going to dress up as Clark Kent. He's going to go into work to the Daily Planet with Lois and Jimmy and Perry White, and they're going to sit around waiting for the next diabolical plot from Lex. And I've been on that. I've been on that wheel long right. enough to see it's it a, turn over and i i had my i had my george jetson moment it was and there there are this crazy thing <laughs> there are oh, there nice. are crazy crazy talented people working for the big two that's not the issue here but the issue is that after a while there comes to comes a point where you've seen this all before like chris said and and what i've done to kind of escape that machine i i'll never ever walk away from it completely right. but i i've kind of focused on the the parts of that machine that i really care about amazing spider-man fantastic four and the hulk those are the three parts that I realize they're, they're an indelible part of my childhood. I like to sit down with these characters every so often. Well, let's just say once a month in Spider-Man's case, more than once. But, and, and I have my little time, but then there's the bulletproof coffins and, and yeah. the, the proofs and the Duncan, the wonder dogs and the aphrodisiacs, and the aphrodisiacs. that, that yeah. really, really keep me going. So I'm, it's it's not a put down, but you have to recognize the fact that the game is rigged from the get go, mm -hmm. and, and you you can decide to play or you can decide to walk away, but you have to make that realization that uh, it's an art form, but uh, primarily it's it's there to make money, and yeah. the things that make the money for the publishers are never really going to significantly change. They will maybe. Uh, this year, next year, they'll be different, but they'll always, always go back to the way they were. And that's cool. I mean, that's how they keep readers or that's how they gain new readers, right? As such as that is. But, um, yeah, I don't think you should feel bad for realizing that, that you're being played to a certain degree. You know, it's, um, I remember something that Denny O'Neill said whenever he, um, first, uh, started writing Batman. And, you know, this is, you know, back in the, early 70s or so and he, he said at that time the industry was very aware that their readership turned over about every three years so your job as a writer was to to come onto a series and write it for you know uh, a relatively short amount of time and then reset it because the 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 readership life cycle was was fairly Sure, you know, it was kids reading from the time that they were, you know, 12 to 15 or, you know, 10 to 14, you know, whatever. And so this is nothing new. I mean, comics have always had this cycle of, you know, bringing a character full circle and then hitting the reset button. And it's like, you know what, that that's fine. Maybe it's just time for, you know, I've seen the reset enough times that... You know, I want to read other things. And, you know, God, there's enough, God, there's, you know, so many comics out there f that I don't need to get upset because a certain handful of comics aren't doing what I want them to do mm -hmm. whenever there are tons of other comics that are doing what I want them to do. Well, when, when you progress or, or degrade, such as is the case, to the level that we have, 
yeah. we've been buying comics for a lot of years. There, right. There's a there's a point where you turn around and you look behind you, and there's two hundred boxes of paper, yeah, stacked up in a room, and and you you know do a rough little estimate of what you paid for all that stuff, and. I don't care about is, the is money. It, At this point, it's about time. It's time. And well, time. yeah, it's it's time, but it, it's also money, and it's also the fact that you could have invested all that money in some more rewarding forms of art, like like the indies and the and the and and the ad, the ad houses and the images and 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 stuff like that. But again, I'm not casting aspersions on. Right, I, I really, I really don't want to see the backlash on the forum because I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the mainstream. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. It, it's it's just that. Mm-hmm. There's, there's got to be a, a, um, you have to leaven that 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 enthusiasm with with the realization that it ain't going to change ever. Well, I mean, right? I was going to say you don't. I think you you started it off right, which is to say that for lots of people, they don't mind the ride, right? The ride no, that's cool. Yeah, and and, and, and I, I mean, I, I think we're all in that camp. I mean, we all still, well, maybe not Chris now, but but for. Even you, the three of us, and Chris until this today, you know, <laughs> read lots of superhero comics, right? I mean, and and that's ultimately. Oh no, got. no, no! I'm still reading lots of superhero comics. I'm, what I'm talking about is mainline Marvel and DC universe. Okay, well, right. Yeah, fine. I'll I'll, um, I'll read the shit out of some Invincible. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know. but, well, but what I'm, what I'm saying is that is that you know at the end of the day, you know, um, I, I I just find that one of the cool things is. Is is I don't know if I didn't discover other types of comics if I would still read comics at, at all, but not because I don't like superhero comics. I read a ton of superhero comics, but because it is that palate cleanser. It's a, it's an alternative. So there are weeks and sometimes months where I don't really read much of any superhero stuff because I'm just not in the mood. I right. still buy it. It accumulates, and then I read lots of other stuff, and we talk about it on the show, whatever. And then I'll get in the mood to say, you know, I wonder what's going on with Wolverine, you know. Or let me read some Deadpool. Or, or, <laughs> What's you know. Logan no, doing today? <laughs> no, but I mean, you know what I mean. Like because these are ca- because there's they're two separate things, right? Like there's there's reading that you, there's there's Greenfield reading where you want to be surprised and 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 read the unexpected and be exposed to new things and and and, uh, and that's a perfectly natural and, and rewarding thing to itself. But then there's also a lot of comfort in the familiar and and with. Lots of entertainment is consumed by for the familiar aspect, right? And yeah. you, you know, soap operas and professional wrestling and um, sports. Hell, I mean, Chris and I are big sports fans. I mean, there's a lot of familiarity in sports. We kind of delude ourselves into thinking it's new because each game the outcome's different. Each you know, every few years the players turn over, but ultimately it's the comfort that we have of yep. we know the team, we know the history, we know the rules, we know what's supposed to happen, so we can get excited when something that's unusual happens. It's, but it's all born out of the familiarity we have of being lifelong fans of those kinds of things and so I think to me I love that the comics medium is so broad and so vibrant that I get to have all those things I get to have my comfortable blanket of reading about Logan for the you know slicing and dicing a ninja for the 8,000th time and that's comforting I don't have any delusions that Logan's going to die in the next issue of Wolverine but I you know but I, I it's it's pleasing by itself to see him attack ninjas right that's because that in and of itself was fun but right but then I get to open up with Alcoholic or, you know, or we get to read a Stereos Polyp or something like Aphrodisiac, which literally comes out of nowhere and just knocks me on my ass. And, and that's the magic of comics, right? And, yeah. and, and, that's, and uh, that's what I think is awesome about it. You know? And really, I think that's why we have the show is that we're able to, to weave in and out of all those things. I mean, we're just you as bet. likely to say, holy shit, did you read the latest issue of, of, of X-Force? 
as we are to say, dude, you got to read Pim and Francie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's the sum total of all those experiences, which I think make this medium magical. Yeah, it's, the, know, it's it, the art form I'm in love with. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and know, a, it, it, to it, be it, honest, I would be lost without Peter Parker. There would be a man, part of me no, no, that yes, I would. There, there's a part of me. No, I seriously would. There, there's a no, part of me you, that has. I've, I've, you know I've shared. At the end of the day, Peter's going to be fine. Aunt May's still going to need her med- medication, and J. Jonah Jameson is still going to say that Spider-Man is a menace. It's well, that, it, that's in, cool, in, but in but, but in a hundred years, those constants will still exist, and that's that's exactly what I want with that character. Now you you know I'm in the process of of buying a new house. When I sell my house, you don't think that whenever I drive by the old ho- homestead on the way to work, I'm not going to feel that that tinge of uh, of of you know that the pulling at the heartstrings. Like that's where I grew up. I spend uh, the majority of my development in that build in that that house. Right. That's what I get out of Peter Parker. Whenever I, I read a story, it doesn't matter what it is. I can read a story with Peter Parker. That's a guy I, I grew up with. That's a guy I shared my childhood, my adolescence, and my adulthood with Peter frickin' Parker. He, I, he may, yeah. he may just be a, a, a bunch of words coming out of a, an author's, you know, uh, computer and then translated from some artist's hand on the paper, but Peter Parker's very real to me. I'm not gonna right. get all crazy and say, uh, he's a, he, I, like a topa, I'm making him real. No, he's still a, a make-believe character, but but I've shared a lot of time with this thing that is Peter Parker, and I want to keep Absolutely. doing that. Anyway. And I think, though, when you talk about the 200 boxes, Vince, because I've been going through a bit of that myself, where you, you're organizing my old comics and trying to get them in order and figure out what I'm going to do with a bunch of them. And that is the one thing I think that definitely has changed as I've gotten older, which is it's that it, this emotional attachment to, and you guys talked about it last week when I couldn't jump on, but this emotional attachment to the paper in, in, in totality, in, in that it, you know, even a few years ago, the idea that I would ever get rid of one of my comics was inconceivable to me because yeah. <laughs> I didn't need the money. I had the room. It was a collection. It was representative of my life's journey with the medium, you know, and I, I, I valued the collective whole of it. But now as I go through, I just laugh. I see these runs of books that, like, yeah. I don't even remember, A, reading, much less the buying or the they existed. And I'm like, oh my god, you know, you might see the creators and I'll be like, oh no shit, I forgot they did that. Or, oh well, look at that. But I don't, I, I can't fathom a situation where I'm going to reread the stuff. And yeah, and, exactly. and even if I was going to reread it, I'll probably be able to buy it in a collection or go to the library and get it if I really want to. So it's like now I literally look at a lot of my long boxes and think it's just taking up space. So, yeah. but what's 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 been refreshing for me in the last few weeks is that. It's very immediate for me. Like I can look at a comic or a run and immediately it's almost I can say don't want it, maybe want it, have to keep it. Like it's not like I don't have a lot of that like well maybe I just like I don't want that. Like and I don't it, have any doubt. It gets doubt. easy though. Right. Uh, as, like, as I was going through my books, I was struggling with oh jeez, what is this? Preacher? Ah, should I keep this? I can get this in in trades. <laughs> they they they're eventually going to put this in nice hardcover cover editions. Uh, I don't know. So they're doing that I, right I, now. Okay, great. So I got, yeah. I got rid. I put, I put the preacher up for sale with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And, but, but then I'd pull something like Kronos and from DC, and and I thought sure. they are never. I, I would be really surprised. Boy for it, 
if if Paul Guinan, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking that they're they're never ever going to trade this. If they do, like I said, I'd be really surprised. Yeah. So I so I kept those. But Absolutely. it's like, and there, there's things with, that are very easy to part with. I after I sell my books, Jason, you're going to shit. I will not possess a single X book. Wow. Other th- other than cable. Why didn't you sell wow. me your X books? You have all the ones I have. Oh, probably. I'm I'm sure you do. I, I will not possess a single Superman or Batman title after I get rid of my books. Yeah. yeah. They're they're just all, I don't need them. I just but try and get those amazing Spider Mans away from me. I kill you if you come near me. <laughs> I got the bitch. And Commandy. I have a gold comic box. I actually dipped it and also, in twenty four karat gold. That's where the commandies go. <laughs> I hope we don't have to say this, but just for the sake of it, let's say it. I, I don't want this to come off like and I'm sure you felt the same way last week. If you are still in the mode where you're coveting every single issue you've ever owned and, and are still looking to acquire issues to fill and run, that's, totally, dude, that's, that's a great feeling. Like, honestly, yeah. there's no, I don't want there to be any presumption of value judgment here because yeah. I got 30 years of, of doing that. And, it's, and, and, yeah. and, and, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong because I've had a blast being How awesome is it when you get that last issue for that run you need? When you, Absolutely, when you fill that gap. Now, that is just just like you and Vince, and I'm sure I got. A, I'm in the process of doing a list for New York Comic Con where there are runs I'm looking to finish because yeah. I want to read them. The difference being, it used to be I would buy runs that that I wanted to sort of collect and be like, I got to get this run. Now I want to fill in runs because I want to read them. You yeah, know, yeah. like I actually have I have a desire to go back and read them. Um, so, it, but but again, if if whatever your mindset is, man, my thing is is the one thing about this show that that over the years we've been doing it, that that's that's I've really has has has, uh, has really become a cogent thought for me is that whatever your take on comics is, man, however you go about doing it, even if you buy two issues a month or a thousand issues a month or only back issues or only go to the library, like it's awesome that you're supporting the medium and like enjoying sure. it. That's it, and that's where it ends. As long yeah. as you're enjoying what you're reading, it's awesome. Yeah. We're not asking you to wear our clothes, and we probably wouldn't fit into yours. So that that's not the case here. We're just personal experiences. That's that's, yeah. that's all we can talk about. You know, not deciding how it should be done for you. Do it any way you want, and it's right. Whatever you decide, it's the right way. That's it. That's the way it works. Yep. Yeah. Next yeah. week we can talk about if there's been any classic mainstream superhero cool. stories in the last we should, 10 years. Yes, you know what? Let's devote the entire show to that because I think we're going to get hot and hot under the collar and that'd be a great... We don't do many themed episodes because we're just yeah. rambling all over the place. Yeah. We should do a themed episode, but we should first, and I was thinking about this today, we should first define if that's even possible the, the designation classic because in my, it, in my opinion you can't def- define it. it. It cannot be defined. Well, you can discuss because, it. You can. Well, I think how, it's hard to find what a classic is until you have. I think classic. But I think classic argues the the benefit of time. Yeah. Yes, but in my opinion, there are as many definitions for the word as there are people perceiving doing well, look, it's doing true, the, doing the perception. You you managed to convince at least one woman on the earth that you're sexy, and Damn right. clearly that <laughs> there are a lot of definitions of sexy. One woman and many so, men. Hey, what the hell, man? <laughs> uh, so yeah, next next yeah. episode we're gonna do the classic. Oh, you're breaking. We're gonna talk about. Yeah, that's okay. 
Yeah, because I think that I think that's true. It's it's uh, we'll have to you know look at the definition of of classic and and storylines and and that kind of stuff. Because uh, uh, well, just like the thread, will yeah. you be able to manipulate the rules as as we talk? Absolutely, that's okay. what I do, okay. David. Yeah. Good. I'm I, I, my my opinions are stated as fact, and <laughs> at any time during the conversation, I can change the fucking rules. Awesome, you can tell. Us by the way, I'm going to shorty anyone who gives Chris credit for that thread. Like ten times. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't even start you that I'm I, told, I totally hijacked that thread. I know. Nemesis Enforce was like, hey, anybody think about... No. All right, well, that was fun. <laughs> what am I going to do for another 23 hours and 14 minutes out of my day? <laughs> yeah, uh, for folks out there, get a, a nice preview. Head on over to the forum. And uh, and uh, we're having a, an interesting discussion on uh, uh, quote-unquote classic comics from Marvel and DC in the last 10 or so years. I got so, a couple. Am I good? No. No. And uh, and we'll get into it, but yeah, I think there's you know two, maybe three, but but not a not a not a whole ton. Mm-hmm. And it is only a few weeks away, so maybe we'll start a thread. I don't know, but uh, certainly we'll be around New York Comic Con on the present, but we will not be having any kind of formal presence. We we eschewed a booth in Podcast Alley because we didn't want to. None of us wanted to be stuck at a table uh, for any length of period of time. <laughs> so, worlds and days are over. Yeah, so we'll we'll be around, but like I mean, we will sort of thread. So we haven't at all begun to figure out what we're going to do post show yeah, each night. But, and, and yeah, but we'll like definitely that. be doing something. And so once we figure it out, we'll be happy to um, hopefully meet up or say hello. Feel to free, as many- feel free to buy any of us a drink. Hell yeah! I tell you, if Miguel was still around, we'd have a fucking kiosk. Oh God, that was so funny. What was that four years ago? I do not, I do not know where Vince and David are, but they obviously do not care about this show. <laughs> you know, I miss him. I really do I miss really him. Do. I do. Oh and my God. I, I've, I've sent him many messages. He yeah, as a whole. I, I, I still had his uh, handle in my Skype. Uh, list whatever the hell you call it and uh, i would send him little skype messages like hey what are you doing what's up give us a call or touch base with us nothing nothing at all he must be really really bitter over something i don't know Um, he's dead to you he i don't know why i i I miss the guy he was a lot of fun he was he was uh uh, yeah he worked our asses i want you to it was go, all, go, interview him. Portugal was cracked uh, the whip on you. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. And uh, I would like to, to see him again, or at least talk to him. What the hell, Miguel? Come on. Hey, that's cool. What the hell, Miguel? What the hell, Miguel? What the hell, Miguel? <laughs> what the hell, Miguel? It's a new segment. That's, I'm going to end my post that way. Yeah, what the hell, Miguel? <laughs> all right, we, we still have some time, but just to, to get back to the classic thread that I, I really love the way that Chris was, uh, someone would say, uh, what about this? No. no. It, it ended badly. No, that cannot no. even be considered. But I'll tell you, just to start Fail. the ball. Next. Just to, just to start the ball rolling. Uh, and, and I started reading this. I got the trade for five bucks at the local shop. It's a twenty-four ninety-nine. Well, that should tell you something. No. Kurt Busick's, uh, Avengers Volume 3. Oh, that's uh, right. That came up. The def, definitely a classic. Oh, All right. Uh, yeah. Um, and oh, I did lots of things, dude. I didn't know that oh, they yeah. that they published two hardcovers of this under the Avengers Assemble. Avengers Assemble. I yeah, did. Yeah, who, who, why didn't you tell me this? Well, I assumed you. Why didn't you know? You see, to... it's it's really weird. I put these issues up for sale, but I bought the trade because 
a it's my preferred format for reading the stuff and and b or two i love it i mean alan davis epting you you have perez i think it's one of perez's finest hours too i'm I'm rubbing yeah yeah great stuff triune uh have words with the who else kang was in here Uh, a whole country of hulks come on drawn by alan (laughs) davis it's it's great stuff yeah yeah, yeah I, I do. I think Busek's Avengers run is badass. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I think it's as good as Roy Thomas or Engelhart or n- name another. Stern. Roger Stern. Yeah. The yeah. Nostalgia, nostalgia Factor makes it it's hard for me. Oh, to my God, dude. His what? His 10 issues of that? Hey, it's the last Jeff time Avengers Jones. were good. But you oh, know, don't even. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, but I will. What happened during the Jeff Johns run? Can anybody even tell me? Oh, the the um, one where um, Red Skull um, um, is uh, uh, at Mount Rushmore, and it's oh, the nice. uh, it's the uh, the red the red mist that uh, that gets uh, released. Oh, it's yeah. so fucking good. But that see, was so, so fucking good. I can synopsis. Okay, this is. I'm going to throw a bone to Chris. I will say that coming out of Busick's Avengers and going into Avengers Disassembled, definitely a downturn. By oh, far. God, yeah. oh, but so not, not just not, what, not just disassembled, but disassembled and everything that came after. And everything that stemmed from ben, it, yes. Bendis may have no. transformed the Avengers into the the top tier franchise for Marvel, but mm-hmm. the entirety yes. of no, Bendis's work that. can't hold a candle to Busick's. Not even close. I need to go back and read that stuff. I, yeah. I've never I, I never read Busick's run. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, it's it's, thank you, Heroes yeah. Return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's the finest book to come out of Heroes Return, which ain't saying much, right? Uh, well, well, you had Alan Davis on the first couple issues of Fantastic Four, right? But that that didn't last long. No, it didn't. And it's then you you sad. had Jurgens on Thor, which was really good. Right? But I, I think I'm gonna say I, I think that's underrated too. Yeah. But but you then and then they they tried to make amends and and gave Wade and Garney Captain America again. And you had Busiek and Sean Chen on uh, Iron Man. Not that that I mean I'm not comparing that to Avengers. I mean Avengers. Okay. Is yeah, I didn't two, think that was so hot. To Iron Man. Two words. Okay. What was it? Um, year one, Spider Man. Yeah. Was it Spider Man Year oh, One? The, the or Chapter One. Chapter One, please. What what would the I hell were they thinking? I didn't read it. I, I didn't. It, it, it didn't was happen. almost as bad as One Moment in Time. <laughs> I haven't read that yet. So. Yeah, that, 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 before we you before admit we wrap, it's the end, it ended really badly. I, I like the emotional quotient to the last part of One Moment in Time, but yeah, <laughs> I, I I I call it our money in transition. Yeah, totally. Sure. Totally. <laughs> You know yeah. we're we're t- we're talking about about classic things, and before we wrap up here, I uh, I wanted to mention uh, about DC bringing back some of their their classic war comics for a series of one shots. Oh, yeah. Have you guys you have you guys been getting any of these? My, that was going to be my read. Yeah, I saw the one released today. Yeah. Uh, aside hand. aside from the stunning March Schultz cover. Mm-hmm. Nah. Nah. What? Nah. Wow, the, 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 the the Schultz cover is brilliant. The guts, nah. You, that stuff cannot hold a candle to the the classic stuff. If you're gonna have put you out, if have you're you gonna, I don't give a shit what it reads like. I don't. I don't listen to me. No, it's new, so it can't be good. Oh, gee, hello, hypocrite. Everything I, that you I'm not saying that. I'm saying the pedigree of the losers. Give me a break. If you uh, have to have a certain, uh, uh a very. Oh, you oh, got me all pissed oh, like off. A, a, a reverence for Bob Kaniger's work. 
that kind of stuff. The Losers is one of the greatest war comics ever created. Yeah. And you're going to put out a book that looks like this in the shadow of the original series? No way. No way. Not to slam anybody who did it, but it, no, no, no. It's it's way sloppy seconds. Nah. Oh. Uh-uh. Well, time out. Did you read Weird Weird War Tales? From no, I didn't even look through that. No, I just uh, the only one I the only one I saw was the Losers. Jesus, you should you should. Well, before you did, I condemn though. the whole line. No, I'm just saying no, the Losers hey, one. You, not you know that who hot. did the interiors in Weird War Tales? Who? Darwin Cook. Let's see. There you go. Yeah, Ding. Gabe okay. Hardman. Gabe Hardman. All right. Mm-hmm. And there's one other Steve I'm forgetting. Pugh. Steve Pugh. All right. So there you go. That's in line Next with what line. is. That's in line with what has come before, but what I saw in the losers, I, no, I didn't. So think you, you, did, you did, you did, you didn't like Chad Harden's art in the losers. Oh, Chad Harden, not really. No. Um, B. Claymore story that I yeah, really. Well, I heard your. I, I listened to your "Don't Miss." So I heard yeah, B. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clay, if you're listening, I'm sure uh, the I'm sure the story's fine. I just I just don't think it was in line with what I what I expected or what I would would I would want to see out of a book with the title "The Losers." The opinions expressed by Vince. Well, let's be a, mm-hmm. let's be honest, Vince. You also hold anything Kirby associated to a very very well, see, very okay, high. That is no, extremely. Now, now, see, there, there's there's something that that we need to clarify right there. Is that Kirby did just a a, a thumbnail of of the work in the losers? His his was a very very small amount of right. of that run from our fighting forces. And he you know walked, what? He walked in the he room while the pages were being penciled. And he didn't. And he didn't even want to be on the book. <laughs> For the record, because, I'm not because, saying that this Chad Harden's art was bad. It just. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, he's I, not. I, no, I'm I would not. Read that piece of shit if it yeah. jumped off my eyeballs. <laughs> you know, my ass hurts from your hand in my in my in there because I'm your puppet. I never said that. You said it's a shadow of. I, I, that's exactly what I said. It's a shadow. Yeah. It's it's not bad, but it's it's certainly not uh, comparable to. My God! What? <laughs> no. It's his cuppa. <laughs> it's it's no. It's not my cuppa. It it's not bad. It's it's of a certain quality. It's it's there. The person Chad, fair, Chad Chad Harden drew it, and you can tell the guy has skill. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's. It's of a certain quality. It's just not of a quality I would expect from a book with that title on it. To be fair, you Chris brought up the line of one shots, and you besmirched the one shots before realizing that. Yeah, no, I did not besmirch. How can I besmirch him? I never even saw him. The only one I saw was the losers. That's the only one. One, 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 one. Well, one well, book. What I'm saying is, you need to go listen back because Chris said, "Oh, you know, there's a line of DC of War one shots," and you said, mm, I, said nah, "I can't God. have it. Not having it." Nah. I was talking. I was talking about the one I saw. <laughs> Holy <laughs> mother jeebus! We're all over the place. Holy now shit! That's clear. What I'm saying is, is at first it sounded like you were besmirching the whole line. I'm not besmirched. I I haven't seen the whole line. I didn't even know Gabe Hardman did work for it or Darwin's Cook. Dinosaurs fighting tanks. Now see, that's cool. Weird War was my favorite of right. the war yeah. books. Yeah, there, because it was a, wacky. There's a, Steve, there's a Steve Pugh pinup page of a uh, a, a skeletal uh, uh, army uh, uh, trooper that is just awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's interesting because uh, Cook. It's it's a little different style for Darwin Cook. I thought it was uh, it was oh, interesting. I can't wait. It's it's kind of like is the only one I'm getting. 
That, that it, the weird war. Yeah, it's the only one I was ordered too. Actually, right. was it? Was that the? Was that the the first story? Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, it is. It's a uh, <laughs> Vince. It's awesome. It is. It's a. Uh, it's a story in hell with all of the uh, the great military leaders through history. Um, you've got um, uh, uh, Rommel, Rommel, Hitler, and, yeah. and, and <laughs> Rommel and Winston Churchill. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh yeah, oh, Hitler um disguised Pat, as as yeah. a Frenchman. It's awesome. Yeah. Um it's yeah, it was so good. Just to set, set an example. The the recent re-released Sergeant Rock miniseries. Mm-hmm. Who penciled that? Is it what, the Billy Tucci one? Yes, yeah, the, the Billy Tucci, Tucci one. Okay, I'm not saying Billy Tucci's bad. But but when I think Sergeant Rock, who do you think of? Hubert now you got to be damn good to even be in the same room with Kubert. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Say Spider Man. I, I think Ditko. If you if you can't pencil like oh Ditko, my god, then, then you shouldn't work on Spider Man. <laughs> Stop. Why does it have to be? Saying, no, right? listen. Why does it have to be exactly the same? What I'm saying is, well, Joe. No, Joe Kubert is one of the greatest comic book artists that ever slid out of a womb. Okay, seriously. Okay. Oh, and Steve Ditko is chopped liver. Your logic is retarded. You need pills. You need to take some pills. How many pages did Joe Kubert draw of Sergeant Rock? How many pages did he draw compared to any other? Millions. Exactly. Yeah, that's millions. How many pages right. did Steve Ditko draw of Amazing Spider-Man? <laughs> but that's so. To any I, other artist? That's I, I'm, I love you too, but Ro- that's Ro- not what Ro- I'm Ro- saying. Ro- Roger Corbin can't draw uh, Conan because John Buscema did it for you know. No, it's no, it's it's it's, issues. it's pedigree. It's expectations. There well, are, there are, there are artists. Now, if you use that analogy, is that for Roger Corbin to represent, he had on his own have been freaking badass which you better be damn good yeah that's what that's all i'm saying but the billy tucci stuff i know it's when i i kind of had to hold my tongue when he says i've never said anything bad about billy tucci but it's it's i don't you're right i don't I, when i think of he's talented that's I, don't, not, I don't think i don't know. think of he's like a nice guy yeah, I'm sure he is. He has nice hair too, but that's not the point. Sergeant I, Rock, yow. I it, yeah, I mean, it, if it was a nod, or if it was his his homage, or if, if he wanted to pay tribute to the man, and that's that's fine. But I don't, I, I don't think of Sergeant Rock and think, hey, we need somebody to do this miniseries. And okay, Billy Tucci, I, Chris, you me. you need to take a. Uh, a tip from NXS and start listening like thieves because you don't listen to me when I talk. Is that a tie to the outro? He doesn't. No, I know. I don't really like NXS. I'm just saying. He he doesn't listen to me. He just waits till I start and then he jumps. I'm trying to say something nice that DC actually went back into their catalog and said, hey, you know what? There was a time in our history that we produced some amazing war comics. How about we go out? With a series yeah. of one shots to kind of idea. You know, remind people of, of a little bit of our history, and I have enjoyed them. I've read two of them, cool. and and you know what? You may not have liked the the art in uh, in the Losers comic. I didn't I say I didn't was, like it. I thought it was. My God. I thought it was. I thought it was more than serviceable for the story. Um, but that's the point. I it think, should I, be a lot more than serviceable. I think. I think it's yeah. awesome, Chris, that 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 you think DC has decided to tip their hat and go back to the well and think about you know how how great of a time comics used to be, and I might think of it just as a five week event that they're just trying to make sure that they have one shots out for every Wednesday of the month. No, I think it's a good idea. 
Hell, any, way, any... that doesn't mean it's not a good idea. No, yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right. The, you're the, right. The Marvel The List could have been an absolute piece of shite. Absolutely. They could have they did New Year's uh, Evil again or something. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. No, you know. no, I, I, fifth week events have been around since there's been a fifth week in the dark yes. market. So I don't, like, what where I think I agree with you is I didn't pre-order any of the, the except for the Weird Weird World, only, uh, right. Weird War, because Gabe was in it, so I pre-ordered that one. But I also was under the assumption that if it was if these were good, then I would get trade when it comes out. So now, now you know, see like, if if Gabe Hardman did this losers thing, I'd be like, yeah, okay. And I did ask Gabe today because you know he's a Marvel exclusive. Now he did say yeah, it was uh, like one of the he had already agreed to do this uh, right before he got his Marvel exclusive. So he you know he got a mm-hmm. you know a waiver to to do it. But yeah, and it was now, now what, I feel about, like a eight. A ten-page story, if that eight-page, yeah, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and good. It's, uh, and I yeah. bought it. I bought it for the creators involved with the Weird War Tales because I've never been a re- GI Combat and Haunted Tank. I I've never been a big fan of of the war comics. So I, it's mm. because of the creators that I bought the one I did. Yeah, sure. I amassed a huge collection of the war books only because whenever we would do trading as kids, and you would give someone a, a fifty cent issue like a double-sized issue to 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 make up for the difference if they gave you a standard issue they would always throw like a war comic or two in because those Uh are the ones that nobody other than myself or maybe one or two of my friends wanted so i have Mm -hmm. i have a ton of war books just because they were like the 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 icing on top of the cake Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. they were great books sure john severin robert canninger yeah it's awesome sam glansman The the, yeah. uh, the the Carlton War books but, you know, un- but, are very but underrated. Honest, but honestly, Vince, if you're like, okay, we need someone with quote unquote the pedigree or or the style, super chops. That, you know what? Um, name me three artists out today that that would draw in a style that would um, that would be fitting for for those classic old war comics. I could name I could probably name a uh, hundred uh, Guy Davis, Gabriel Hardman, Bill Reinhold, uh, true, true, probably true. Reinhold, yeah, Epting, uh, Omni, Epting, yeah, Epting, definitely. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Mike Perkins, yeah, Bright Wiser, mm-hmm, uh, David's love child. Sorry, See, I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know because the 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 Chris Omni, he would yeah, kill on a war boat. Yeah, no, he. I'm just well, I'm thinking of that that gritty, dirty Severin lands. Well, well, right. well. Number, number one, yeah. number one, we get into the problem that that most of the guys that you just named are Marvel exclusive, so they wouldn't be able to even do these. <laughs> Chris rules. Well, no, no. I'm Slam. saying that that first of all, those guys aren't available to to work on it, and second of all, you know what? The, the okay, well, these books to get a lot of those names, I don't know if these books are going to sell enough. Well, and Jordy Bernay does the issues of Jonah Heck. That sells for tits. Yeah. So I think he could do a war book. But yeah. I mean, Jordy's a master of war books. I mean, he wore in the trenches, right? I mean, so. And he's doing the Jonah Heck's book, so. I mean, he could do it. Be awesome. Yeah. How about yeah. one of the Filipino That's masters? A lot of them aren't working. Um, Get them I'm anymore. right there with awesome. you. There you go. Uh, but I haven't seen the one Chris is talking about, so I can't judge him. How, about, how about Garcia Lopez? Put him on a freaking war book. There you go. How about that? Okay. I kind of like the art. Just, just keep, book. just keep Kyle Baker out of it. Oh, that's a mess. Huh. A mess. See what I mean? Uh, Did you? Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. 
Yeah, the, I love you too so much. This, this episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get all your favorite funny books, including the great stuff coming out of DC for these war books. Gotta check them out. I'm not being a douche, <laughs> really. Douche. Uh, and and uh, if you're a first time, whatchamacallit, uh, customer, you can put EOC8, that's the code, slide it in the slot, you'll get an extra 8% off your already Wumba discounts. In your travels, please, please do me a favor and read Bulletproof Coffin. You need to read it. it, it it's such a treat. It's like a little gift every month from Image. Definitely, definitely, my, my the one of my favorite books uh, coming out now. Anybody read number three? Uh, I'm waiting for it in trade. Okay, there you go. So no. Any? Uh, <laughs> nobody so else no, read so it. Bad. All right. There's All right. a real, there's a real neat mechanic in, in the book. A uh, nice little bit of uh, symbolic tie between the actual thing that is the bulletproof coffin and Steve Newman's previous. Uh, job as the uh the clean out man for the deceased there there's a there's a symbolic tie it's really neat really neat the whole book is just dripping with with uh symbolism i love it all right Sweet. in your travels and you guys have an assignment for next week that uh <laughs> something that classic. i something something that i think that uh, uh we can all uh all agree is is awesome uh, after you read it um, I picked this up at uh, at Challengers Comics and it came on the recommendation of Chris Burnham uh, who got the, the guys at Challengers to uh, call one Mr. Ryan Brown about a comic that he was selling at, uh, at the Chicago Comic Con a month or so back this is a book that you can also read for free online at his website which is GodHatesAstronauts.com. So for for next week, go to GodHatesAstronauts.com and read the first issue. I believe that the entire thing is up there for free, and it is um, it is kick you in the face and pull your underwear over your head. Awesome! Ooh, nice! It is. Uh, I'm gonna read it that. Is, it is. It, 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 just a little preview. Um, uh, late 1900s uh, heavyweight uh, boxing champion um, uh, John L. Sullivan is uh, a primary villain in this, and he um, inexplicably um, attacks uh, uh, present-day heroes with uh, uh, an army of bears. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's a theme of bears that's been trailing through a lot of our episodes yeah. with well, Jason's it's, Jason's book with the bears, bears and yeah. yeah. And you're going to be in New York, so there'll be plenty of bears. I, I, I think that I think that you guys will will absolutely adore this comic. It is it is hilarious. The art is awesome and irreverent. Are you are, are you are you checking it out? Yeah. It is it is all sorts of fucking awesome. There's a character in here because, like every comic like this, has to have like the mastermind um, uh, professor um, or doctor, and so there's a character in here called Doctor Professor, <laughs> and he's a rhino. A rhino? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, anthropomorphic rhino named Doctor Professor. Why is he a rhino? I don't know, but he is. Doesn't matter. He's a rhino. It's right. just so. God hates astronauts.com. I can't wait to talk to you guys about it. Awesome. Sweet. 
Um, I'm going to go mainstream. The, the New Avengers. I, I, I'm not read the the latest issue, but uh, read issue two and three. Back does the back. art does the art live up to the the legacy? Or do the Fuck people yeah. have? Yes, yeah, it does. First of all, Stuart Eminent and, and Wayvon Grobadger do a fantastic job. Laura Martin on colors. Um, Eminent is, is great because he knows actually where Wolverine's claws are supposed to come from. There is, there is, there is just, it's, it's, Ouch. it's, it's beautiful picture. It's, 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 it's a great book. It's, uh, you know, it's sometimes he had a words getting away of the artwork, but, uh, I, it's, it, I'm enjoying Avengers Academy, but New Avengers is is the Avengers book that that I look stunning. To You're right. You're right. Yeah, you we'll you you, you haven't okay. mentioned uh, Junior stuff because I'm behind on that. That's the one I oh. think I'm going to go with. I'm, I'm waiting for the collections on those. Okay. Damn. Nobody gives young allies new love. <laughs> um, uh, in your travels, uh, before you feel like reading something, we're going to get a bite to eat. Go to Rat's Restaurant in my hometown of. Hey, I don't you know, see. Don't don't spoil it. Don't. I didn't watch it yet. Well, no, because one of the finalists, okay, for Thank Top you. Chef, <laughs> is Kevin Spraga, who's the head chef at Rat's. Which, again, uh, he is the head chef of the restaurant in Hamilton, New Jersey, where I grew up. Small little restaurant. It's awesome. It's one of my wife and I favorite. Places. Turn your headphones off, David. No. <laughs> and anyway, uh, go, in your travels, go and visit that restaurant because it might be worth your while. Uh, and then when you're done and you have a full bill and you feel like reading something, I too am going to stick with the uh, mainstream. Give Jason Aaron's Astonishing uh, Wolverine and Spider-Man a try because it's a freaking hoot. It's I heard crazy. that was good. Yeah. Dude, all I got to say is Phoenix gun. What? <laughs> he has a gun imbued with the Phoenix Force. And he has to use it to shoot something. Spider-Man? Maybe. Wow. Who gave it to him? Dude, you gotta read, read it. Reed gives it to him. Dinosaurs, Wolverine, Spider-Man, Caveman, uh, Wolverine tapping a cave woman. Oh, uh, nice. Phoenix See, gun. It's, it's crazy. It's dope. It's dope. It sounds, like sounds very inventive. Sale. I like that. It's, it's all, it's, 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 it's quote unquote out of continuity. It is yeah. it's just its own little thing. And it's just a hoot. You, Aaron is having a blast. It's, it's, it's been super fun so far. Great. I'll look into that. Mm-hmm. Chris is all mad now. I'm not mad. We're going to have, well, you know, it's, it's, you know, steel sharpens steel. It's I gotta bust I gotta bust your chops from time and, to time. Okay, but just just keep, for the record, the, the, the while we're talk. while we're turning tuning out, because I know you probably said, "Hey, B Clay, I'm, I'm I talked up the the book a little bit on the episode. I just in stone, I did not dislike Harden's art. I didn't dislike it. That's how I'm going to end. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's I guess asked and answered. No, it's it was it was fine. It was, it, it, yeah, it was fine. It, yeah, it was I, I I would I would give my left nut to be able to draw that well. There you go. Was, oh, and and, and for anyone really that uh, mm-hmm. for anyone in the New Jersey tri state area, I will be at the Wild Pig. Sale oh yeah, look so at you. If anyone is going to be there, I will be seeing you. And I'm bringing my kiddos. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Have a great time. Everybody, we'll be back next week on this show. Hopefully, Chris will not kill me. And uh, <laughs> It's all good. 
it's all fine. good. You idiot, right? That's what you're thinking. No, uh, wait for my balcony next next month when you're all you're busy. Oh, uh, I cannot wait. It's gonna be awesome. Oh, I gotta talk to you about that when we're off. So, oh, dude. Yeah, I know. Uh, come back and 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 sit a spell with us next week. We love you. Bye. Yeah. Later. Thank See you for classic comics. Go to the yes. forum. Join the conversation. Forum. Come to my house. No. Listen, bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash forum. Join if you're not already uh, a member and come talk to us because the forum is our lifeblood. We love it. Yes. See you next week. You know it. You know this. Just got my vamp. Got my vamp. Uh, uh. Take a bite of my bad girl. Take a bite of me, boy. Someday you take the truth is sexy. Tell me something that'll save me. I need a man who makes me alright. Tell me something that'll change me. I'm gonna love you with my hands tied. Show me your teeth. Tell me when. Show me your teeth. Open your mouth, boy. Show me your teeth. Show me what you got. Show me your teeth. Teeth, teeth, teeth. Got no salvation. Got no salvation. Got no salvation. Got no religion. My religion is you. Take a bite of my bad world meat. Take a bite of my bad Show me your taste I'm a touch Got my addictions Now I love to fix them No one's perfect Take a bite of my bad